0: is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for it's-
1: To the Red Belt Report, the monthly MMA podcast where we talk about everything going on in the world of mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. And I'm the co host, Bruce Phelan. And on this episode, we're taking a look at the latest UFC pay per view, 212, down in Brazil between Max Holloway and Jose Aldo. There's a new champ in town. We're going to check in with that. We're going to review the Jose Aldo movie to go along with that, Stronger Than the World. We're going to cast a UFC movie, if they ever were to make one, uh, instead of a top five, since Brooks will be joining me on the movie podcast, as you'll see later in this week, and then we will preview all the upcoming cards leading up to UFC 213. Uh, How's it going, buddy?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. This was an alright pay per and It's definitely middle of the road at best.
1: You really think so, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean... Wasn't coming in. Wasn't blowing doors off anything. And I don't think the afterwards. I wasn't. I mean, it was definitely some good fights, but
1: I would. I would say, good. like we talked about with um, Alex Kidwell in the last episode, it's definitely one that was hinging on that main event to mm. really come through. And I think it did. I I really enjoyed the main event, which we'll get into. But I, even though I thought the undercard was like definitely lackluster, I thought. In the end, though, the fights turned out to be pretty entertaining. So more than I was expecting to like it, I did. Uh, I thought the fights were decent until a great main event. So I was pretty satisfied.
0: Yeah, well, technically, Max Holloway's not a new champion.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That (laughs) that bullshit interim fight. Which they didn't
0: mark it at all.
1: No, of course this not This was not marketed
0: as like a unification once Hardly it was, it was at all once.
1: Yeah, they never said it It just said it on the poster or Like in small print But yeah. I mean as far as the UFC pay-per-views So far this year This is like number 2 or 3 Yeah If you think about it uh, 208, not good 209, super disappointing 210, decent And then 211 was like the only great one but
0: yeah, definitely have the work cut out for him this year.
1: Yeah, well, as we'll talk about uh at the end of this episode, two thirteen looks promising, two fourteen if things come together. I feel like the rest of the year should be much better. But yeah. we will see. You never know in the fight game. Yeah, a lot of things gotta happen. Yeah, true. But all right, yeah, let's get into that main event. Let's not waste too much time in Rio de Janeiro, the uh hometown of Jose Scarface Aldo. Uh, he goes down in the third round on a t- TKO. I guess, first, overall impressions of the fight, did it live up to expectations, and what were your thoughts on everything? Uh,
0: expectations, I thought it was, I mean, expectations, I thought it was going to be a great fight back and forth, didn't really know how the fight was going to play out, which style or whatever, I mean, I pretty much knew it was going to be on the feet, because you know, they all at incredible jiu-jitsu, but you don't get to see it very often, True, and, uh, True. Well, like, the first round, I thought, you know, Holloway was kind of slow and taking his time. I thought Aldo was just going to pretty much stagnate him and, you know, be able to take him five rounds how he usually kind of does, like he did with Frankie Edgar, It's pretty much nullifies and does everything better, pretty much, but Jose Aldo never really brought out the leg kicks like he has in the last few fights, which is, I don't know why. I saw somewhere online that, uh, D.D. Pedinera is, uh... Explained why, but I didn't read it actually. But,
1: but <laughs> well, <laughs> um, the only thing I saw was that he the one time the one leg kick he did throw, he got countered immediately. Uh, okay. So I don't know, like I don't know if that's enough sample size to just prove that like stop throwing him, But apparently that's the case.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually, it's, I mean, at least for the early on in his career, most of his career's leg kicks were deadly. I mean, it's like a baseball bat. But
1: yeah, especially when you consider what they were saying on the broadcast, where Holloway had taken, like, 20-some lay kicks in his last three fights each. Like, he was open to it. Yeah, for sure.
0: And, uh, I mean, they're definitely effective.
1: But they bring
0: him out. And, uh, I mean, Holloway got comfortable as the fight went on. And by the third round, I mean, he cracked him in that last uh, exchange. And Jose Aldo went down. I thought he was out. And I still think he was out because I mean that just the way things went on the ground. you've never seen that happen who
1: they on no, no, we've seen him collapse unconscious, but we haven't seen yeah, that. yeah, I mean he was helpless on the ground, yeah, I mean, but as far as entertainment wiser did did you enjoy the fight yeah, yeah,
0: I mean it 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 wasn't boring or a bad fight, I don't think um I thought there was I thought more of it like there was going to be a better fight, but it wasn't bad by any
1: stretch of the imagination, Hmm. Uh, for me, it's my fight of the year, hands down. It's right now, yeah. I I'm just... That exciting. Come, I just coming in, I put on Twitter the day of the event before it happened. I said, hot take, Aldo vs. Holloway is going to be the best fight the UFC puts on in 2017. And I don't think it was like to that level where yeah. I'm like, yep, I was right. Because, I mean, while I... First of all, there hasn't been like too many super great fights so far this year. There's been plenty of really good ones, but nothing like uh, Lawler, Condit, or anything like that. And and this wasn't that, but for me, like when you're talking fight of the year, yeah, there's probably been more entertaining fights or back-and-forth fights on undercards or even main cards, but for me, the stakes is what really amps it up. And this was, uh, to me, as high stakes as you could possibly be. Two top 10 pound-for-pound guys in their primes, like... Just going at it. And I, I thought it was incredible tense. Even though it wasn't like a ton of volume. Just every strike I was like on my uh tiptoes or whatever, you know, like hanging on every punch, like Yeah, for sure. And I am all in on Max Holloway. I mean this kid is a phenom. <laughs> yeah. You
0: out about that.
1: You said he he started slow and I completely agree, but I think that's part of what is so incredible about him is that it's not like Cowboy when he's a slow starter where he just isn't loosened up yet, right? He's just like stiff and he and as it goes on he kind of gets in comfortable in his own skin. With Holloway, it's almost intentional. It's like he's eyeing you up. He's figuring you out. He's just testing you to see what you do when he does this. Uh, did you listen to Luke Thomas's Monday morning analyst? No, I didn't see that. And he was explaining how even though the commentators were saying it's weird that holloway's not switching stances like he normally does apparently he actually was i didn't notice this but he was only doing it like on counters and during so subtly during strikes like he would punch right uh go off to one side switch stance throw another and go right back i i i, I wish i would have seen it on video all i heard was the podcast version but it's just everything you hear about people that know about striking. Holloway is, like, on another level.
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely incredible. I mean, I, I can't knock him at all. I, I do like him. I'm not a huge fan of him. But there's not much not to like about him, if you ask me. There's, he doesn't do anything that's really off-putting. His fighting is exciting. He's not rude or cocky or anything like that. Um,
1: he's I have to
0: argue. You said earlier I'd have to argue that this is probably towards the end of Jose
1: Aldo's prime. I don't know if. I mean, it's crazy to think he's only thirty years old, yes, and definitely. he definitely has mileage. So it's definitely an older thirty than most, I guess. But I mean, the guy still has plenty of career left. Yeah, I think what made this so impressive to me is that this is the same Jose Aldo that just beat Frankie Edgar, like super impressively, maybe the best performance of his career. And if if you, I gave him first two rounds to Aldo, and he looked just as good as he did in that fight.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. I thought it was going to be like the same kind of thing as the as a Frank Jaeger fight called uh, like where Max wouldn't be able to imp, imp, implement his game and how he
1: wears people down. And But he did. He, he fucking did it pretty quick, too. I mean, this was not a diminished auto. He looked as explosive as ever in that first round. I mean, he just waits and waits. And then when he pounces, man, he is quick and powerful. Yeah, for sure. And that was there. But I think... He got he got gassed out a little. He got tired quicker than I expected. I thought what happened was, as I said on the last episode, I think Aldo will win the first two rounds, and then it will hinge on that third round. Either I could see Holloway getting a super late stoppage or winning a close decision by taking the last three rounds. But that happened over a three-round stretch instead of a five-round stretch, where by the end of the second round, it's as crazy as it sounds Aldo was up 2 nothing after the second round but I was like it's over Holloway's got this because yeah. there's that moment with like 30 seconds left in the second round where all of a sudden out of nowhere Holloway's been like super you know composed and like almost seemed uh, I don't know tight like he just wasn't loosened up like he can be sometimes and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he starts doing the Diaz thing where he's like taunting dropping his hands It's like in that moment, as I wrote in the article I wrote for Baltimore Sports and Life, it's like he's a chess player who uh, knew he had checkmate five moves ahead. And it was just like, boom, he figured it out and he was completely confident. He knew he couldn't be stopped by that point, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. And then he comes out in the third round and (laughs) just dominates. And he, he took some legit shots from Aldo. I mean, his chin. Yeah, was I
0: mean, he was definitely I mean, his face was marked up and it was no, no uh, definitely not a one-sided fight like you said. Aldo had won the first two rounds and um I don't know if he was winning in the third
2: round but um,
1: No, I think Holloway it was all Holloway in the third and yeah. opinion. And yeah, what a beautiful like 1-2, dodge, 1-2 to pretty much finish the fight and then pounced on him on the ground. Now, what do you think of the stoppage? Um I, like, it could have been stopped earlier, if you ask me. It's one of the, yeah, I agree. It's one of those weird ones where, you know, Aldo looks at John McCarthy and basically like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." But he's just sitting there.
0: Yeah, and he had given him the thumbs up when, when he was giving him when he gave him his back and put his hands on his ears. Basically, he gave him the thumbs up. But I mean, then he's thirty seconds or whatever, yeah.
1: and you just can't do that. All he had to do, I feel like, was just make some kind of effort to move Roll or back spin. Over or yeah, like he was. I mean, I'll give Aldo a ton of credit for trying to survive as long as he did. He was cause definitely not unconscious. He's <laughs> yeah, he was like just taking punishment, punishment, and just wiggling around just to try to stay alive. And I know how badly he wanted it in his home country. And uh yeah, that was sad to watch, but I agree. I feel like it could have been stopped sooner than it was. And while maybe he wasn't taking like serious finishing punch damage, like he just wasn't doing anything to get out of the way, so it looked like he was
0: swimming in quicksand.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I mean he's crying after the fight. I felt bad for him. Yeah, this
0: is like passing of the guard, especially like for you, I'd say. Like, you used to be a pretty big Jose Aldo fan. I mean, I'm sure you are still. But yeah, I
1: still love it. You him. were pretty high on
0: Jose Aldo, and now you are on Max, and it's passing of the torch.
1: Well, that's why I am so all-in on Howie, because even though he had his 10 flight win streak, I mean, as impressive as it was, it was like not you – don't, you don't know, because featherweight, it's so top-heavy, at least – for a time it was now it seems to really be getting some depth but the guys have been Jeremy Stevens yeah i mean that is a good win Ricardo Lamas that's a great win for Holloway but what does that really mean as far as pound for pound where you are yeah Aldo was the real test because i still feel like Aldo is top 10 pound for pound even after losing two out of his last three i still i think i have him at like 7 or 8 right now in my personal rankings but i got Holloway now number 5 pound for pound Wow, I'm that high on him. The only people I have ahead of him are Jones, Connor Jones, Ooh. Connor, Joan Joanna, and shit. I can't. Dominic Cruz? No. Cody Gar? I don't. I can't remember. But yeah, <laughs> Cody oh, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. But I
0: am going to talk about it with him later.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about that. But, um,
0: it is worth noting, I think, though, that the last loss on Max Holloway's record is no other than Conor McGregor. That's I true. It, the last fight that Conor McGregor has taken the distance. Now, what am I saying? The DS fight. but uh,
1: yeah, that's. I, I think noted. that's worth noting at least. It is worth noting. It's also worth noting that Conor had a torn ACL and Holloway Holloway had a jacked up foot, so it's kind of like they were both hurt. At, the, at some point in that fight Max was like 20, 21 years old back then and I, and of course both of them have improved tremendously since then. I, I would love to see a rematch of that but it's never going to happen unless Holloway's going up in weight which he's kind of a little guy so I don't know if he's one of these guys that should be moving up
2: yeah,
1: I'm yeah sure I, mean, I
0: think Jose Aldo should move up I think
1: that's what's next nice for him yeah let's talk about that There's he has options now you think he should move up? Yeah. Yeah, I actually completely agree. But I do see the argument for, you know, staying in featherweight, trying to get another shot. Just like Day said, he's not far off. Like, he could go fight Cub Swanson, win impressively. And if whoever wins between Edgar and Holloway, he could fight them again. But I just feel like... As he's getting older, he's really hurting himself with these weight cuts. He—it's yeah. always been rumored that it's been a tough weight cut, and that he was going to move up to lightweight, like even as much as like four or five years ago, I feel like, or at least three years ago.
0: Well, when they when they put the IV band in, he was like, "That's bullshit! What are they going to come to my hotel room? I'm getting an IV!" Like, right. yeah. Well oh, they'll come to your
2: hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, I I just agree. Like as he gets older, yeah, he's not a huge guy for lightweight, but we've seen it time and time again. Hendrix moving up to 185, Poirier going from 145 to 155. The si- that quote-unquote size advantage that you get from, or Cowboy going up to welterweight, like, it's uh, almost... Kind of, yes, yeah, exactly. It's almost more beneficial to be fresh, not have to put yourself through that terrible weight cut. It's, it's, I think it'd be much
0: more beneficial to be the fresher guy <laughs>
1: I think he could go ahead and be champion of lightweight if he moved up. Like, he, he is still that good. And if he can add more power by keeping more weight on and maybe not, not gas it out as fast, like, dude, he's right there. And yeah, he, I, mean, I mean, you
0: look at the duties, obviously chiseled in great shape, so there's got to be a reason for how hard he gasses. And it, I would have to say it's probably a lot due to the weight cut.
1: Yeah, I would assume so, too. I mean, I don't think it's a cure-all. I think he'd still probably, I guess, like, tire out a little bit in the fourth, fifth rounds. But it could make just a small difference is all he needs. And there's just so many tantalizing matchups for him at lightweight. Like, that division is so deep. Just put him against anyone in the top ten, and I'm glued to my TV screen. Yeah, sure. And he could – He what he wants so bad is redemption against McGregor. So, I mean – I think Conor would put it off as long as possible, but if he really wanted to, that's where uh, Conor's never going back down to featherweight. So if he wants that rematch, it's going to have to be at lightweight. Conor might never come back. That's true. <laughs> that's another story, but <laughs> Dana White himself is saying that. Which makes me almost think, oh, he's definitely coming back then, because fuck anything Dana White says.
0: Well, I mean, he might whatever. That might not even mean anything, but if he goes and fights Floyd Mayweather, it makes like sixty, seventy million dollars. It's going to be hard to get up for $3, 4 5 $6, 10000000 per
1: day. 3 4 5 $6, I mean.
0: Well, whatever. I know. know. I know
1: what you mean. No, nope, I just feel like he's a fighter through and through, and he'll just try to keep pushing the envelope, making more and more money in MMA. I'll say this. If he beats Floyd Mayweather somehow, he'll never fight in MMA again. Not a chance. So I almost hope he just gets embarrassed. There's definitely a rematch. Rematch falls in that contract. Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> It's just so, so much going on there. <laughs> tune yeah, in, right. tune in for the MMA beat for their weekly update on that situation because I don't yeah. feel like getting into it. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely Frank Jaeger next for Max Holloway, and yeah. my God, do I want to see that fight! Oh, it's a test. It's a true it test. Is, as high as I am on Holloway, like that is, and I still think Holloway would do what. Alder did the second time around, like keep him at range and and just win a a decision or a late stoppage. But man, it, just look at what Frankie did to Yair. Yeah. If Max hasn't been working on his takedown defense and ground defensive him. ground game, then we can see something similar. I have a feeling he's much better in that regard than Yair, but. I want to see that fight so bad because Frankie's another one of my boys. All my, all my favorite guys are like in the same division all of a sudden. Yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. That would probably be my most anticipated fight for the rest of this year, right there.
0: See, I can't wait for it, but it's like like I love Frankie Edgar, and I I think he'll definitely hands down beat Max Holloway. But if he doesn't, where can you really justify another title shot? <laughs> wait,
1: baby. Yeah. Right. True. It's <laughs> I really I do think he that could probably make it, yeah. I think that's the whole point of the Yair fight was they were hoping that would force his hand to go down after that. Not really? I I think so. But he said, Screw you, I'm gonna win myself another title. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking right. of yourself,
0: well I guess we'll review the card.
1: <laughs> yeah. Next, uh the rest of the fights aren't too much to go too in depth about, but Claudia Gadea Defeated Carolina Kovalkovich. Impressive. First round submission, and wow, yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, incredibly impressive. First two or three minutes of the fight were on the feet, and Carolina actually, uh, Carolina? Carolina, <laughs> actually uh, handled herself quite well, was putting combinations together. It was pretty close, but I had Kovalkovich winning that fight, but the second that thing hit the mat, it was over. Yeah. Uh, Claudia is just so freaking strong it
0: was incredible. I mean, she worked right through her. It did not take long at all. I knew it. I mean as soon as she got to the back and started fighting for it. Oh his,
1: god, yeah. that was a deep, deep choke.
0: Yeah. I mean I was watching it with my dad who doesn't know anything about Jiu-Jitsu, and he was like, It's over, she's done.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. That was one of the deeper uh rear naked chokes I've seen in a long time. Yeah, for sure. And Kavalkovich was super upset afterwards.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a uh, I don't think she's ever lost like that before.
1: No, for sure not. And, uh, yeah, talk about John Fitch, Joseph Benavidez, Daniel Cormier, if John Jones wasn't a screw-up. Like, there's never been a, as clear an example as second best. thing yeah, right. Because if it wasn't for Joanna, she would be champion in this division for a long time. <laughs> But it's she's already lost twice to Andrzejczyk, and uh, I think they're going to try to put off a third fight as long as possible. But if she keeps winning, there's no choice but to give her another shot. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens in all these
0: divisions where you'll have the champion and they've beaten their, the number one contender twice or something and they just continue to step up and keep get back up there. It's like it's, it happens
2: a lot.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's just unfortunate. Bad timing, I guess, to be – in a time in division where one of a kind talent is you know at the top, yeah yeah, speaking of one of a kind, Vitor Belfort defeated Nate Marcourt by decision, man, Vitor <laughs> the old dinosaur added again, well, how did you score this fight uh, did... I scored it for Vitor I did you did, oh, I thought it was kind of a robbery, I yeah, thought clearly fun. home cooking involved here. Yeah. I gave the fight to Nate, but at the end of the day I really this was my least favorite fight on the whole card and I'm including the Facebook uh or not Facebook, uh fight Pass prelims.
0: Yeah, I mean it was I knew I knew it was gonna be terrible coming in. I mean look at the matchup.
1: Yeah, two guys that should have been cut or at least retired a long time ago. And um yeah man, talk about a dead weight just in the dead center of this pay per view. Yeah. Two old guys with no future. We thought this was Belfort's retirement fight. And afterwards, he's like, I've reinvented myself again. Uh, I got five more fights in me. (laughs) He went to TriStar. Uh, Please let them be in uh, Bellator or Ryzen.
0: Right. It's crazy because my buddy, Rob, who's a fighter from Baltimore, Rob Sullivan, he went to TriStar to train. He goes there every now and then for like a week
1: or two to train. And he was up there training with Vitor. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's sad. It's
0: Yeah, I mean it really is. I mean just a downfall. I mean just two two years ago, it was two and a half years ago, something like that, he was fucking juiced, rock solid.
1: Juice to the gills. <laughs> yeah, like
0: unstoppable. <laughs> Looked
1: it like, like a twenty year old. Deflated to balloon <laughs> deflated balloon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh man, how about that stand up in the first round? Yeah,
0: Mark is I mean, is like, I mean it was what, what were they on the ground Like twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was like in mount and doing work, <laughs> and he yeah. just stands up. He like, was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was crazy. The, the referee, like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, all right, moving on to Paulo Boracinha defeating Alu Aluale Bangbose, second round <laughs> knockout. This was a crazy fight. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Bangbose. I, I this fight. Bangbose is just all over the place. Wild animal, like just flying around the canvas and throwing everything but the kitchen sink, and gas gassed himself out in like two minutes. <laughs> and uh, Boruchinha, who's they're on the broadcast, they said he's gonna be the or a lot of Brazilian fans think he's the next Anderson Silva, he's not the I next Anderson either. Silva, <laughs> but he's impressive, he's 10 and 0 now. And uh, I don't know, this I don't know what to make it was entertaining scrap, but I don't really. Didn't come away. What What's that?
0: I said, what was it doing on the main card? How is Marlon Marlon Morais not make the main card over this?
1: Well, I feel like th- they feel like they have to give Fox Sports one something. It might be even in the contract where they have to give them yeah. at least like a decent fight. But I'll tell you what, man, that audience popped louder for Borakina than it- anyone else, other than Aldo. Like, really? I mean, that place went crazy when he came out, and they really went nuts when he won that fight. Like, yeah. now I, I didn't understand why this fight was on the main card until you saw audience reaction. He's clearly, like, a like borderline star in Brazil for whatever reason. Yeah. So maybe he'll uh, pan out in the long run. We'll see. <laughs> Curtain jerker of the pay-per-view was Yancy Medeiros knocking out Eric Silva in the second round. Uh, pretty pretty fun fight actually. This was probably the fight of the night outside of the main event, and um, yeah, good win from Adair Silva. Continues to be like <laughs> so disappointing for as uh, much potential as he showed at one point. Fun fight. Um, a lot of people say this was an early stoppage. Did you see it? Yeah, I didn't think it was. I thought it was fine personally. Yeah. I mean, I felt like. Yeah, maybe. Could have let it go another couple seconds, but I feel like it was headed for a stoppage either way.
0: I feel like all of Aerosilva's early success was all due to extracurricular activities. A.E.
1: steroids. <laughs> yeah, post-USADA.
0: I, yeah. I mean, he's looked terrible ever since then. People have even said, I think it was like Kenny Florian or something even said something about it.
1: Well, he, even, he basically just uh, quit on his own career because I heard he... W- inst- Instead of training with these big camps, he just packed it in decided to just train real close to home. You know, I don't know. Just weird stuff going on. That's crazy. But even before USADA, he was the disappointment where he'd win one, look amazing, and then go out and do something boneheaded and lose. Like, if steroids are not, he was not living up to potential.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he's had, I'm pretty sure he's had a few knockouts now. Yeah? So oh, yeah, difficult.
1: for sure, for sure.
0: So, uh, I don't know. Just I mean, Anthony I don't know what kind of streak he's on, but...
1: He's, a, he's one of these decent guys. I feel like wins one, loses one. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what this really does for him, but... Yeah, I think they'll keep Silva around just because he's a name in Brazil. Whenever they go to Brazil, they can just toss him on the prelims or something. Give a little uh, name value. But other than that, I think yeah. his career in the UFC is pretty much just bottom of the barrel.
0: But he has made a little bit of a name on, in the UFC, so it probably makes some money outside of it. But yeah. I feel like with Yancey Madero's now that he's, like, training partner of Max Holloway and he was on all the embeds. like, they'll probably keep them on the same card a lot.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. If yeah. they ever do go to Hawaii, they're definitely two that would be oh, on there. for sure. Yeah. And if BJ Penn's still kicking... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Marlon Marias makes his Bantamweight UFC debut against Rafael Sonsal. Close fight. Uh, borderline boring fight. And only because it's such a tough matchup where Sonsal is so sound defensively. Maybe the most underrated fighter or one of them in the, in the whole UFC. Just because, I mean, this guy has only lost to D- TJ Dillshaw at Bantamweight in his UFC career. That's crazy. And... Yeah. I mean, he's just super solid in all areas, not flashy at all, doesn't, you know, make a fuss, doesn't talk trash, seems like a super nice guy, uh, but he's he he's super, like, conservative and he wins close decisions most of the time. And that was the case here. How did you score the fight? And were you impressed with Marias in his debut?
0: Just not in that fight, no. I wasn't. I mean, like you said, it was kind of a boring fight. I thought Marvin Marais won the fight. I would have given it.
1: Uh, twenty twenty-eight to him. But I agree, hundred percent. And I would say that thirty twenty-seven a Sail card is one of the worst outrageous. cards. One of the I worst mean, cards uh, of the year.
0: Yeah, I and mean that's just, fucking bonkers.
1: Yeah, I gave. I would love for uh, that
0: judge to watch
1: that fight and
0: explain that out loud.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty insane. I mean, I wouldn't have been. Super, I'm. All, I mean, I'm still not upset about the decision because it was close. I could re- reasonably see it going either way. I did score from a but a 30-27 is nuts. Definitely. But I actually, I still think Marius is going to fight for a title, if not win it one day. I still think he has that potential. I do think he had octagon jitters in his debut. It's yeah, his I don't think he's that by
0: any means puts him out of the title picture. I mean, I, he yeah, obviously just going to come back and get some wins. But I thought that was a very tough fight for his first UFC fight. Yeah. Um, I mean that he like you said Rafael is a super I mean he's titled contention all day long. So yeah,
1: and it's a very tough fight. <laughs> we both thought he won, so there's also yeah. that. And I'm sure a lot of people did. And he trains with Eddie Alvarez, Frankie Edgar, and Edson Barbosa, and he's still young. I've seen him fight before. <clears throat> that was like something was off, at least in the first round round and a half. Like he was missing on those kicks like really badly. I don't he just seemed tight, just like Holloway did in that first round yeah. almost. And uh I really think he's gonna come back and uh put his stamp on the division. Yeah,
0: I mean it, I there's not much to fight through. I mean yeah like T J Dillashaw maybe he's gonna win finally.
1: So I mean Bannon pretty pretty stacked in my opinion. At least with younger prospects. Like you got yeah, yeah, but I feel like he's, like, towards the top True. of the division already, so I yeah. don't think he's going to have a long line. See him fight, like, a Jimmy Rivera or, or John Lineker or John Dodson? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and as far as the Sun Sunsail, I mean, how, if he keeps winning, I don't know how much longer they can keep him away from a title fight, as much as I'm sure they don't want to have to promote that, but I think the perfect matchup for him next is Dominic Cruz. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a very good fight. And then winner of that gets the winner of Cody and TJ.
0: Yeah. That's like co-main event status, I think.
1: Yeah. Put them on the same card even, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows how long we're going to have to wait at this point for the TJ. Uh,
1: Cody. Our rant fight. (laughs) I mean, Cody says he's ready by the end of July or August, so. To fight or that he's not injured anymore? To fight. Not really, man. I mean, at least that's what he's saying. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. He might just be talking shit, but apparently it was – that's the crazy it's, thing about all that. That's
0: the case. Why are they pushing so hard? That's
1: what I don't understand. Like the crazy thing was he – I think the whole time it was basically like he's just going to have to miss an extra few weeks or months. Like it wasn't anything where he's out for a year. That's
0: crazy, man. That just goes to show where like – so short It's changed like the head – head honchos are fucking pushing for marketing on certain dates for certain values to be hit. They're pushing hard.
1: It's insane, dude. It's so short-sighted because, sure, TJ Dillashaw versus Demetrius Johnson would be an awesome Awesome fight. fight. Where's the the guarantee that TJ can make weight, first of all? Absolutely. I mean, he
0: struggles to make 135. He's going to cut to 125. You're fucking crazy. There's no chance (laughs) TJ Dillashaw can make 125 pounds.
1: Also... I as much as I'd like to see that fight, just in you know a perfect world where it actually could happen, I would much rather see Demetrius Johnson fight Ray Borg, Cody Garbrandt fight T.J. Dillashaw, and then a super fight where between the winner of the one faces the winner of the other. It's just so short-sighted, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. It's just especially hearing from like DJ, who
0: I totally believe on this and wouldn't make shit up, like how he's talking to the new, the matchmaker and then they're gone, but coming back with these just totally erroneous answers. And
1: just, yeah, I read that article. you wrote. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's crazy,
0: dude. It's just like, and now that you're like, I mean, if the whole thing about Garbant being healthy is true, I mean, that's bullshit. Like, They're pushing for monetary values to be hit at certain dates on certain things, and that's all they care about. That's all they see. They don't see anything else.
1: Yeah, they got to hit their goals as far as paying back the loan or whatever. It's so stupid. And that is not a money fight, anyway. (laughs) Like Lou Thomas keeps saying. I mean, that's like a
0: fight you throw to Fox or
1: something. No one cares. uh, Casuals don't care about TJ Dillichard or Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. You know they haven't broken through yet for whatever reason. So, anyway, let's move on to UFC Fight Night 109 over in good old Sweden, I believe. And uh, Alexander Gustafsson pretty impressively defeats Glover Teixeira fifth round knockout. What did you think?
0: I was, uh, I was, I thought, I, I thought that fight was pretty awesome. Uh, that was I a mean, great fight. Glover is tough as shit. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really should have been stopped in the third or fourth, but made yeah. it
0: all the way to the fifth. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's,
1: he's cracked a lot.
2: Yeah, he did, and
0: uh, I mean, he's, he's very susceptible to that undercut and un, uh, uppercut, and uh, it's just I couldn't believe it. I mean, I mean, I could believe it, but yeah, I didn't think the fight was gonna like go that route where it was like at that point I thought it was just gonna go the distance, but. Fucking
2: Alice managed to fi- uh, finish
1: it off. Yeah, dude, I was super impressed with Gustafson here. I think this is maybe the best he's ever looked outside of the Jones fight. Um, man, I've n- I've never seen someone spam uppercuts like that. It was pretty cool yeah, to right? <laughs> it
0: watch. It was weird. It was like a fucking video game spam or something.
1: Yeah, pretty nuts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Teixeira's is tough. I do think he's lost a step or two. Uh, since he fought Jones around that time, but still super impressive. I think Gavstason clearly deserves the next title shot after to face the winner of uh, Cormier and Jones. I don't care what Jimmy Manuel says.
0: Yeah, where does Jimmy Manuel even come out of this? Like, where does he come from? <laughs> I don't um, understand that at all. Like, he I won don't a couple. He was anywhere close to title contention, and then all of a sudden, it was talk of. Was it just because they had like a Twitter beef or whatever the hell happened?
1: I just think it was because he had a couple knockouts in a row and he was staying active. And I mean, it wasn't long ago that he got obliterated by Anthony Johnson. And I think he also lost to someone else in the, like, the top five or six. But, yeah, Man. I don't know. I mean, I think if he can beat um, Vulcan Ozdemir in his next fight, he's right there after Gustafson. But... Cause it's such a shallow division, but I just think Gustafson has the pedigree. He had two incredibly close decision losses to both Cormier and Jones, so I just think he deserves it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I just I think he's the legit, like number one contender. I mean, yeah, it's just, just dying to see that fight with John Jones and him for so long. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the rematch, we've been waiting for it for so long, because that first fight is one of the greatest fights in UFC history. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of Volkan Ozdemir, he surprised everyone and knocked out Misha Sirkinov in 30 seconds in the co-main event here. Uh, Dude's got sick power, I guess, you know? i never even heard of this guy coming into the year, but he won a a decision against OSP and now knocks out Sirkinov.
0: I, uh, All of a sudden, I, like, he's,
1: like, one fight away from a title shot.
0: I, like, didn't see the fight, and uh, my, like, I wasn't even taking to watch it. My buddy was like, yeah, Sir I've got knocked out in, like, 30 seconds. I was like, what?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was looked like a glancing blow almost to the back of the ear, but it was like, he must really throw hard. I don't know. I'd like to see more, see what he does against Manoa. If he can knock out Manoa, then... Maybe we actually have another contender-type guy on our hands, Yeah, which for sure. they desperately need at light heavyweight. So <laughs> that's really all there was on that card. I mean, there was a couple other decent fights, but nothing of really value. So let's move on to Bellator One Seventy Nine. Rory McDonald making his Bellator debut against Paul Daly, and looking good doing so, submitting him in the second round. Did you get a chance to check this out?
0: Yeah, I did. I really only checked out the main event, but uh, cue your thoughts. I don't know. It's what? I mean, I didn't. I thought it was a stupid matchup coming in.
2: Really?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I just. I don't know. Just. I feel like Paul Daly and Rory McDonough were on pretty different planes, career-wise
1: maybe no. I'm wrong there but that was No 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 the, no I completely agree with that but I just feel like for Bellator it was smart because this, the, they want this hotshot guy who I'm sure they paid a ton of, mon- ton of money for coming over from the UFC they want him to look good they've, yeah. built, they've built up Paul Daly's value as far as in their own personal circumstance I mean he's had some pretty good fights for them he's made, headlined and co-headlined like, some pretty terrible f- fights for them also Sure, but but <laughs> coming off like a awesome flying knee knockout, I yeah, just yeah. think it, it served a purpose. They could yeah. have easily given McDonald a title shot right away, but this at least builds him up, makes him look good, and now they can build off it. for. Uh, I, I mean, it definitely made him look fight. good. It but, but yeah, I completely agree with you. This was a no-brainer. Who was going to win unless Daly could land a Hail Mary, you know, and knock him out somehow. Yeah. It was always going to be the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, that- yeah, I, I just they gave him title shots that Ben Henderson at Welterweight got mocked and then they gave him another title shot. And then, like, I just didn't couldn't believe they didn't give Rory McDonald a title shot. He just came off of a title eliminator from the UFC. I mean, but, I mean, it definitely made him look good. He got a pretty quick submission in the second round. I mean, it, there's just... I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't blown away by the fight. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like thrilling by any stretch of imagination. But I actually like what Scott Coker is doing with Bellator. I still, I think he's still trying to build it up. I like the direction they're headed. I Still don't really watch their events for the most part, but the guy, I feel like he is a good promoter. He just needs yeah. time and talent, and I, I like the way he. He does a lot of squash matches, he, like he's all about entertaining the audience, not necessarily like putting the best against the best all the time, which i yeah. I love the u f c for putting the best against the best for the most part, yeah Bellator could be like the new strike force where it's like you're guaranteed to at least see some cool knockouts and some fun fights,
0: yeah. Uh, See, I never, I mean, I've had issues with Bellator, but they're real big ones. And, like, I would always, I didn't mind watching them. I tried to watch this live. It's hard. And I literally couldn't. It's hard. I literally could not watch it live. I mean, and I'm a person who can find alternate ways to watch things. And I could not find a way to fucking watch this. It blew my mind. (laughs) Like, I was free during the middle of the day. It was in London. I wanted to watch it. And it was impossible.
1: Well, it was taped delayed. It would be. It was on Spike. In London, it was taped delayed though. Like they didn't even show it live in London. <laughs> that's crazy. See, that's was, the stupid shit. And even if you could have, it's hard to watch Bellator events. I feel like the. I don't really love their production values. Yeah. I don't. Something is weird about. The. I know it's been the same guy for a long time, but their like color commentator is. Seems like a Joe Rogan ripoff, like a wannabe yeah. Joe Rogan, and I can't stand it. I don't know. I'm just hoping they keep improving because I always loved watching Strike Force in, in their heyday. So yeah, I'm I, mean, it just, it yeah I, I love Strike Force. I mean they had incredible fights. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> they can get to that level.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just blew me away. I mean, i have kind of, like I was looking it up. I'm sure it's tape delayed here. I was fine with that, but then I looked it up, like it was tape delayed by like an hour or two in London.
1: Yeah, that's stupid. What's the reason for that? Like, that's really the reason. That's got to be a network decision because that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any sense. But uh, we had an upset in the co-main event where Liam Vass- Linton Vassal defeated Liam McGeary yeah. in the third round by submission. I did not see that. For
0: you. I did mean, yeah. not see all of it. I saw the first two rounds.
1: How the mighty have fallen, McGeary was like their next big thing coming up. You know, look. Tito. Yeah, Tito. he beat Tito, he beat uh, some other people, then he gets whooped by Phil Davis, and now he gets submitted by Vassal. I mean, wow. Pretty disappointing, because yeah. I even, I thought he was going to be pretty good, McGarry.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I liked his, that the Tito fight was the first I'd seen of him.
1: Oh, okay. Just, I liked his jiu-jitsu from what I saw, and I didn't know what was going to happen. He he looks like, like a smaller Andre Arlovski almost. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I could see that. But, I mean, I, mean I, I, had him, I had him in the top 10 in, in light heavyweight in my rankings, but now he's out of the top 15 yeah. after this because, I mean, come on, man, get your shit together. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, check Congo won a boring-ass decision. What else is new? Yeah. And then let's move on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kemp
0: Ferguson Jr. won.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's cool. See, Kimber yeah. slice
0: Lays- the Sun one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Then he loses the first try.
1: I feel like the fight got canceled at the last second. I'm sure uh, he's... Yeah. Well, I don't know exactly. See, I do like that they do that kind of stuff. Like. No, he lost.
0: Well, oh. in November of 2016,
1: lost. Okay. I mean, I like that they do that. Like, put him on their undercard or like... uh Chinzo Machida is going to be on one of the cards coming up, and I like that they do that. You know, I mean, these guys aren't going to be much, but at least it gives some name recognition. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to bite off the name a little bit.
1: A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, let's review the Jose Auto movie. Yeah, Strong, stronger than the world. Terrible title. It's
0: yeah, uh, definitely like a translated t-
1: title. Oh yeah, it has to be because <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. But um. Yeah, so I really only thought to review this when I was listening to Sherdog's roundtable for UFC 212 and Marcelo Marcelo Alonso, God, I hope that's his name. Apologies (laughs) if I got that wrong, but was on there and talking about how, you know, this movie about Jose Aldo that came out last year is available on on, uh, Netflix in the United States and that it's actually pretty good and, you know... um, People should check it out. So I was like, "Yeah, we should," and we should probably review that on the podcast since we're talking about his actual fight. So, yeah, basically just his life story, starting about when he was fifteen, sixteen, I guess, and then up until his U- debut as UFC champion. What did you think?
0: Yeah. I liked it a lot. I was very surprised. Like, I didn't. I'm not a very personal in like foreign language movies, and um but as soon as you told me that it was on Netflix, I watched it. Like. Twelve hours later, and I really liked it. Like I was super surprised. I I was like hooked. Was like I had to take a break and was like halfway through the movie. I had to go do something for about half hour, forty uh, an hour. I was could wait to come in and watch the rest of it. I like even like went back a little bit and then watched the rest of it. Huh. I liked it a lot. And like I started watching it with uh, you can like on well, Netflix, you can dub English, so it sounds like it's people are speaking English, but it obviously doesn't match up. And I got a little irritated with that, but then I was—I tried to switch back to the Portuguese, but I was so used to the English But So I ended up watching the movie in dubbed English.
1: See, yeah. I always prefer to just read the subtitles. Yeah. One, it kind of forces you to pay close attention to what's going on. Yeah, and yeah, two, yeah. I just feel like the acting translates better when you're hearing it in their native tongue. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I didn't like it as much as you, but I was pleasantly surprised that it was like an actual movie <laughs> because yeah. for whatever reason, I feel like I'd heard about this at some point in the past, but I just assumed it was going to be like these stupid movies that these MMA fighters get in where it's like a straight to DVD, you know, bullshit action yeah. movie. Yes, yeah, so I but this, I mean, this was, they had legitimate Brazilian actors and apparently like the people playing his parents and his girlfriend were like fairly decent stars at, in Brazilian uh, cinema. So, I mean, this was a real movie. That's the biggest thing that surprised me. And, I I liked it a lot. I liked it too. I didn't love it, but, I actually preferred the stuff before he got into the fighting. Like, the first half an hour, 45 minutes, where it's just in Brazil. And like, how he like, found his way to Patanaris' gym. Eventually, like, that was my favorite part of the movie.
0: Yeah, it was definitely definitely highlight. I mean, I liked the whole story. I thought, I just thought it going in. I had low so such low expectations that when I actually saw it, like I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I um, mean, I thought it was surprising. that He does not look that great in the beginning of the movie where he's like forcing himself on this girl who's he's like she's cheating on her boyfriend to be with him and yeah. he gets really like. Pushing her like it does not make him look like the best guy, so I was surprised by that. But obviously, it's showing the arc of he's just like this immature kid in a bad, like a rough neighborhood, and he's got daddy issues. And I didn't really know about his personal story growing up.
0: Yeah, I, I had no idea about any of it, and um I advise anybody to watch. It. I think it's a good watch. It's definitely a waste of time.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, he's got an alcoholic father who abuses his mother, and I get—it's kind of a weird relationship he has with his dad, right? Like, yeah,
0: clearly, kind of like doesn't like him at all. But then he helps him also. He
1: hates him for what he's done to his mom, but he's never really done anything bad to him personally. He's always had his back in that regards. But he's also kind of a terrible person. he even
0: like like tries to like push him to get out of the neighborhood and all this stuff and he helps him financially do
1: it yeah and i like how they showed that he's like basically motivates him in the fights too where it's like he doesn't want to quit because he doesn't want to be a screw up like his dad like he uses him for motivation but not in the way you would think where it's like yeah my dad said to always do this it was more like to try and not be, my dad. be like, yeah, he's dead. That... Yeah. <laughs> now, what did you think of the performance of the guy who played Junior or Zay Zay or whatever they called him, Jose Aldo?
0: I didn't mind it. Um, it didn't look an awful lot like him, but...
1: No. I was surprised they didn't show, like, how he got the scar, too, but... They did. Well, they talked about it at the press conference, right, but...
0: No, yeah, they shouldn't.
1: Did they? I must have missed it. Real fell on his face. A what? A grill film. Uh, I don't know. Somehow I missed that. But, uh, it was like a dream or something. Okay.
0: It was a quick part. Gotcha. It was like a flashback-ish. Like a, somebody knocked over a grill or something happened and it fell on his face.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, as far as the actor goes, he was probably the weakest performance of the film. Which yeah, is surprising. I, I agree. Like I thought the people who played his parents and the girl at the gym, and even... His uh, girlfriend's so <laughs> Yeah, I didn't... like. Is that true that his wife was once a fighter? Or trained? Yeah, must be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really liked the guy that played Pedneris in the movie. Yeah. I thought he yeah, did a great job. Uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. Some, he didn't have that charisma did, to be Aldo. I don't know. I, just, I didn't buy it completely. And another nitpick I have is that – or it's not even a nitpick, but once it gets to him actually fighting, it just feels like I, – I don't know. Maybe they should have just ha- made the ending be where he gets into the UFC or, or WEC, like he actually starts a real career because it just felt like, OK, we got to show all the hits, breeze through all this. He beats this guy, then he beats this guy. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt rushed and the action it ends on the uh the Canada fight with uh what's his name Mark Hominick Hominick, the first time he defends the UFC belt yeah which I thought was a weird place to end because I mean are you kidding the perfect place to end is when he beats Chad Mendes in Brazil and then literally crowd surfs yeah in the crowd like in the stands like that would have been a perfect place to end but whatever yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Um, and yeah, like you said, they could have like breezed through his career pretty easily or whatever. But
1: they also, I mean, sucked. yeah, the the action was not great. No, they were terrible. Yeah, like it was quick cuts, and uh, yeah, I didn't like the action that much. Even in the scene where he's fighting in the restaurant, like yeah. it's obviously the choreography was not not uh up to snuff. Definitely not. <laughs> but uh, another thing I thought was weird and I did not like it all was in his only loss as far as that they showed in the movie where he gets choked out um, by yeah. that guy. Did they really have to make it like the only reason he lost was because out of nowhere, he starts daydreaming about that guy in the stands. Yeah, right. Like, there's no way that that's the case. I'm sure he just, he lost. Yeah. And maybe it's true that, like he said, he just made a mistake and the guy capitalized on it and he, maybe he fought when he wasn't ready because other stuff going on with his dad, but the actual, like, he's winning the fight easily and then he looks up, starts staring into space, face and then he gets choked out. Yeah, that's retarded. <laughs> that was pretty dumb. <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah. Um... I don't know. And did they show the Cub Swanson double knee in eight seconds? I don't think so. Because I thought for sure that that would be featured prominently. Yeah. That's pretty spectacular. One of those, like,
0: of our comic fights, they didn't show Jose Aldo getting fucking mounted for
1: a while. (laughs) Yeah. I know. That's why I thought it was weird. Like, in the beginning, they really didn't make a point to make him look like a superhero, perfect, and only time anything bad happens is if... It was a mental lapse. but And then later on, they just, like, he could do no wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But, I don't know.
0: I don't want to harp on the movie too much because, I, like I said, I really liked it. I thought the story was good. The acting, for the most part, is pretty very good. And, yeah, it was, it's definitely not a bad movie. It's, it's worth watching at least once, I'd say.
1: I'd say if you are an MMA fan and want to know more about Jose Aldo's upbringing and Journey to get where he is, yeah, it's worth checking out. If you're not into MMA at all, I don't know. I think you can pass, yeah, personally. But, um, I almost would have rather it been a documentary, yeah, you know,
0: because I think yeah. the, the, story's the story is interesting, the story's pretty good. this might not have had enough content, I guess, for it. yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> but I, I'll give it a six out of ten.
0: Six, all right. Uh-huh. I'm going to give it a seven.
1: All right. You heard it here, folks. And stay tuned for the Red Box Report where Brooks makes his debut on the movie podcast. <laughs> but speaking of movies, let's get to our top five section, which is not a top five this, this week, this month. It is cast the UFC movie, if they were to make one. We've picked out 10 or 11 people to cast. Um but before we get into that we got to figure out what the story is even about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I had in mind when I was putting together my cast and all that. I was thinking you start off obviously just the lead up to them putting together the first ever UFC. This has to be a, a long movie. I feel like a 3 hour <laughs> epic or else it's going to be really rushed. <laughs> but uh they're getting together you know, putting all the efforts in to make the UFC. This is going to be a breakthrough in combat sports, and then, you know, show the SEG era, and then uh, like a turning point is Dana White and Zufa come in to save the day and try to make You're it really gonna, try to make it you more know. authentic.
2: You're really going to start all the
0: way back in '93. <laughs> yep. It's intense.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: don't <laughs> you? I mean, to start for like, I would say, like, the credit sequence you could show some of
1: that well i was thinking is because i feel like there's got to be some interesting things going on when they are like trying to put it together and just the rules yeah. and get all these people from the different um martial arts and disciplines i and feel then, like this, maybe have to be two movies where you show like the early years where they had to fight with governments and all that stuff It's true <clears throat> could be a trilogy <laughs> but uh just pretend it's a long, epic, Godfather esque movie. And then uh, you show the actual first, show some stuff from the first ever UFC event. Then you can kind of just show that Hoyce Gracie's the star. And then fast forward a little bit. Here comes Zufa to take it to the next level. Dana White and the Fertitas are the hero. You know, they're the heroes of the story where they're going to make it into a real sport. And then slowly but surely, you can show, like, the relationship between them and the fighters disintegrate, and they only live long enough to become the villain. And by the end of the movie, it's like their conflicts with Conor McGregor and and the way yeah. it is now, and all the, you know, just show the evolution of the fighters. That's true, over but the, time. The, the
0: the relationship with fighters fell apart pretty quick. I think. Yeah, I mean Tim Sylvia, Randy Couture. I mean Randy Couture was heavyweight champion and left.
1: Yeah, it's true. There's plenty of drama to be had. It I
0: mean, is basically the storyline of the UFC. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, this is never going to be a movie, <laughs> but I just, wouldn't say it wouldn't be. I mean, I, think, I do think there's some stuff there, but I don't know. I, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's enough interest for the general public. But that's crazy. But if they were going to make it, I feel like. I, Tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we outlined pretty cool uh, cast characters here, where you got Dana White, the Fertitas, which we would combine, just like they do in movies, you know, there's extraterraneous, like, they're brothers, but they're basically the same person. They look yeah, alike. <laughs> yeah, and so you combine them into one guy, and then you got Hoist Gracie from the beginning, then you bring in Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, that era. Then you got GSP and Anderson Silva, and then as you get closer to the current timeline, you got John Jones, Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So, the biggest casting decision of the whole movie, I feel like, is Dana White. This guy, he's gonna come in. He's gonna be big. He's gonna be boisterous. He's gonna be front and center in all the drama between him and Tito Ortiz, wanting to fight each other, the contact contract stuff with Couture pushing Gracie out a little bit all the stuff so to me he's like the main character who did you have in mind
0: I feel like my choice is
1: terrible (laughs) love the confidence
0: Dwayne the Rock Johnson
1: as is Dana
0: White yeah I feel feel like he did what's that football HBO show he did he did pretty good in that type of
1: game Dana White loves you man he's flattered (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay i mean that is one version of the story i like that you know you're not just think thinking he's a fat old middle-aged rich white guy he's not fat at all he's ripped <laughs> he's kind of fat now now why have you seen him take his shirt off he i honestly ripped. haven't and i don't care to
0: well isn't an embedded or something but no. he is
1: ripped well, <laughs> if you look at men's health when they photoshop him, he's pretty ripped. I don't know. To me, he looks bigger.
0: He's by no means fat. Trust
1: right. me. well, no, I'm night. not trying to fat shame, all right? I'm just <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> he's not The Rock is what I would say.
0: Well, I was thinking like The Rock's character in that HBO show. and
1: Ballers. Know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, here's – I'll tell you my thought process. First name that pops into my head, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's dead. But he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I ruled him out. But that was the first person that... For David I'm, White? Yeah. I just feel like... You shave. you, know, you gotta his, be
0: bald, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Shave, they're actors. You could shave their head. Put a bald cap on. Come on. i bad, but I'm saying I feel like he wouldn't look like David White, bald. <laughs> it's more about he could put in the performance necessary. Not that the rock looks like David White. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But my ultimate choice... And I think this is a good one, actually. Okay. Russell Crowe. You shave his head. He's a... I mean, he's got to lose a little bit of weight because he's gotten pretty big in uh, recent times. But just think of him in, like, Gladiator times. bald head. He's got that demeanor where he could be mean. But he can also be likable at the same time. That's the thing with Dana White. Like, he's a super charismatic, likable guy while being a complete asshole at the same time. Yeah. He can be hero and villain. I felt like I made a pretty great choice with Russell Crowe. Better than The Rock.
0: Yeah, it's probably better than
1: The rock. <laughs> All right. So I guess, which choice are we going with officially? Russell Crowe?
2: Yes,
0: Russell Crowe, yeah. All
1: right. You heard it here. Russell Crowe is Dana White.
0: me his Zanes is
1: Yeah. All right, let's get to Fertitta, what's the, which brother are we going with? I would say Lorenzo. All right, yeah, Lorenzo Fertitta. Um, I'll go first here. Um, I had it between two people again.
0: I had two people
1: also. All right. Um, I figured Mark Ruffalo would be a good choice. What? Do you know who he is? Yeah. If he loses some weight. Changes his haircut, grows out a beard a little bit. I feel like he could be that kinda he's Uncle Fertita, Uncle Lorenzo. He's more of the like the good cop to Dana White's bad cop while still being a, a serious part of this operation. Yeah. Or my runner up, if you want to go a younger um demographic Oscar Isaac. Okay. But I also had him as a backup in another uh casting decision. So let, let's hear <laughs> let's hear What's your uh, let's hear your nominations and we'll we'll make a decision. I've got Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Alright, big names. You're bringing out the big guns. Or Mel
0: Gibson. Mel Gibson.
1: Hmm. I feel like Mel Gibson would be for it. But aren't the Fertitas like Armenian? They're Italian. Italian, no. I mean, they got an ethnic look to them. Is what I mean. <laughs> Fortuna. <Tita? laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But uh, okay. So you. Said I think
0: Mel Gibson with a beard would
1: look a lot
0: like my Lorenzo and could play
1: the character. Do we want to cast someone that could fly off the handle at a moment's notice? <laughs> this is not part of the consideration. on my anti-Semitic tirade. Well, I oh, guess. No. You, I guess he is making a comeback after Hacksaw Ridge. Um, yeah, he's back on track. Okay. All right, I'll give it to you. Mel Gibson is our Lorenzo Fertitta. All right. That, this cast is already volatile on set. Mel Gibson and <laughs> Roger, Russell Crowe. I feel like those two are going to get along and not in a great way for everybody else. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I guess we got to bring in a strong-willed director. Uh I'm well, going you have to pick a director at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out the director at the end. Alright. Let's move on to the first star of the UFC, Hoist Gracie. I know you had a hard time with this. Yeah. But uh you you came up with a pretty inspired decision. I li- I liked what you had to say here. So give it to yeah. us. Yeah, well,
0: I I like you said I was having a hard time thinking of who could fill this role, but I came up with Jacob Anderson who played Grey Worm, the head of the unsullied in uh Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. I think you play uh, like a young Royce, where he's high, big in the UFC, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks the part. Um, he's bald in the in the show. I, I mean, it it's not like a stunning resemblance, but I think it's close enough where you can make the case. And also, he's obviously done action scenes, so he has a physical presence. And uh, I thought it was an inspired choice, to be honest yeah. with you. Mine, not so much. I also had Oscar Isaac here. Okay. But, because um, okay. Oscar Isaac has played like, almost like, uh, what's the guy, shit, I can't remember, the older actor who played uh, the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, he's played like a bunch of different ethnicities in movies just because he kind of just looks vaguely ethnic. So yeah. I thought he could maybe pull it off now age would be a problem for my second choice but if you could like young him up a little bit javier bardem i had he's the guy that played the villain in no country for old men uh, okay. Um, okay. but i like your choice a lot better than either one of those so not even a question we're going with jacob anderson all right nice so pretty big role for him i feel like yeah definitely. coming off the hotness of game of thrones all right, next up we're in that Couture Liddell-Ortiz era. And uh, we have got some decisions. To make Randy Couture, we should make that decision first. Um, is terrible. Is it? All right, let's hear it. Let's hear your choice. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis? I don't yeah. think that's that bad, actually. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, he sort of could look the part. Yeah. He's older. I mean, you would have to... Try to play a. I mean, Couture was seemed like he was fifty years old, even his debut. So, yeah. I mean, that's not that hard to believe. You could young him up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I like that actually. But don't don't sell yourself short. <laughs> uh, for me, I went with Michael Shannon. Who is he? <laughs> I don't know the actors' names. So it's my problem. All right, Mike. Uh, Michael Shannon was Zod in Man of Steel, General Zod. He's He's the guy in Take Shelter, uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's in Boardwalk Empire. Was he playing Boardwalk? Empire? Uh, let me look it up because I've never seen the show. What? Oh, no, <laughs> I know who he is. You do? I just keep with him. Okay. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a really good actor. You've never seen Boardwalk Empire. No, Sidewalk, you gotta watch it. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I will one day. I've never seen The Wire. I've never seen The Sopranos. So. Holy shit! All right, all right. We'll get into that in the little bit. <laughs> <day>. But uh, <laughs> I don't think you've admitted that. Oh, I've admitted it many times, and I'm still embarrassed. But I just feel like... Choice. I don't know if it's a good choice for Randy tour. I feel like it, the reason I say this is he's got... He's a great actor. He can pull off anything. And I just feel like he could be up for the task to go up against uh, Russell Crowe as Dana White in that little dispute. I feel like, see, for me, with these fighters, I had a bit of a hard time where I wanted... I didn't want him to just look like the person necessarily. I want him to be able to pull off the physical aspect of where they have to to be fighters. And even though in this movie you don't necessarily have to show too many scenes of them in the ring, I just yeah. feel like they need to bring a physicality to it where you can believe it. And I feel like with Michael Shannon, that is there. Yeah. He could balk up a bit and But yeah, I actually I like Bruce Willis better. I think Michael Shannon could pull it off, but Bruce Willis, hopefully he doesn't just mail it in like uh, he has been known to. Everything he's done. Yeah. uh, Let's move on to Randy Couture's, one of his rivals, Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Um, I have, I'll go first here. Okay. I have a couple options. (laughs) The first one, the worst one, is Keanu Reeves. That is the worst one. <laughs> that is not great. But I have—I feel like I had to have a backup because the one I think is perfect. I just don't know if he can pull off an American accent. Okay. But if he can, Jason Statham is great as Chuck Liddell. That would be good. He is very... Uh, Obviously, he has the physicality. He's like the stunt guy. He does his own stunts and he's always in his action movies. But he's got the attitude. I feel like you toss a mohawk on him and make him like punch drunk. That's Chuck Liddell. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, that would uh, work. I I don't know if I've ever heard him try an American accent. He's always got that British Cockney thing going on. But I'm sure you can coach him into it. Probably what is uh your choice?
2: I have uh
0: Daniel Craig
1: <laughs> Daniel Craig, okay, that's not bad yeah, I could see it he's got he's bond he's got the physicality to him, he's a quiet type. He could pull it off, yeah, I feel like probably more than Jason Jason's, but that's my opinion, <laughs> of course um. <laughs> Man, I do like your choice, but I just feel like hmm, Jason Statham is like...
0: If he can pull up the American accent, we know Daniel Craig.
1: That's true. That's true. All right, I'll give you this one. You sure? Yep, I'm giving it to you. But uh, next close one, I'm taking it. All right. <laughs> Daniel Craig. All right, cool. This cast is coming along. This is like a dream, like uh yeah this is a high budget film' <laughs> a very high budget cast, <laughs> cast alone then you're gonna have these action scenes. It's going to be great three hundred million budget three three man. hour epic movie so <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the last piece of this puzzle of this era Tito Ortiz. We need someone here with a lot of personality who's hateable who's
0: yeah he can be a douchebag
1: yeah, who can be like a villain of the movie a foil. He's he's gets into it with Dana White, he gets into it with Chuck Liddell. He gets into yeah. it with everybody.
0: I got uh, I got Ben Diesel
1: for this one. Yeah, I tossed you that burn. Yeah. I I do like that. I mean he kinda he's for me I'm thinking who can be big enough. Like obviously all these guys are big in this kind of light heavyweight division, but Tito has a certain look, that bald kinda Almost Dana White-ish, like where he's not fat, obviously, but he's yeah. like, he's not like shredded like Chuck Waddell. He's more like bulky muscle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Vin Diesel obviously has that. But I'm going the whitewashing route <laughs> because I feel like Channing Tatum is perfect for Tito Ortiz. That's good one. I like that a lot. <laughs> you shave his head, he's the guy that's jacked. He can play a great... Player. He can play dumb. He can play... He can play comedic. He, he's hilarious in the 21 Jump Street movies. Yeah. He's got the physicality to it. Just look at Magic Mike. Like, he's... He's it. He's Ortiz. And the yeah, new movie coming
0: out, the trailer, looked
1: really good. <laughs> yeah, Logan Lucky. For sure. Yeah. Yep, so I feel like... And I do apologize for some of my picks... I mean, the thing that is cool is that the UFC is very, like, international, like, diverse yeah. as far as, like, their fighters and everything like that. I just don't know, like, GSP. I didn't know too many French actors with somebody's Like, I just don't know enough. Most of the actors I know are just American or British. So, so of course, that tends to have me thinking the way Hollywood already thinks, where <laughs> they want to make it we're about the names and that's what we're doing here all right moving on to the middle ages i guess you could call it gsp george st pierre this guy's got to be boring but talented i don't know how how would you describe his role in this film
0: boring but talented Uh,
1: yeah i mean he's important as far as expanding and really growing the uh Growing the brand as far as uh took it to another level with Canada and the pay-per-view buys. Yeah, I was
0: pretty stumped with this one I mean, my Yeah, me too. I I ended up with Ryan Gosling.
1: <laughs> I love Ryan Gosling, so I'll never argue against that. <laughs> um I went with Mads Mickelson. Yes. Look him up. <laughs> What is it? M A D S Mads, Mads Mickelson. His name is Mad? Mads Mickelson. Uh he's a European actor who's a little bit older for the role, but he's a great, great actor.
0: It's like a 07 villain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shave his head. I I don't know. I feel like he's he's not GSP. I I prefer Ryan Gosling.
2: Yeah.
1: Just because I love Ryan Gosling. And, uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, 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 really, I could not think of anybody, but I was like, when I saw Ryan Gosling, I
1: was like, he can do it. Yeah, I could see it. I can, he is Canadian, so there's yeah. that. He's not French-Canadian, French, <laughs> French Canadian, but he's Canadian. So, all right, cool. Well, GSP's counterpart, in a way, is Anderson Silva, and he's got plenty of drama going on with the UFC at times between his like lack of performing for that three-fight stretch in the height of his career, the the uh, the stuff with Charles Sonnen is pretty good. So, who did you have here?
2: I
0: went with somebody very familiar to combat sports, Michael B. Jordan.
1: Michael B. Jordan. Okay, I do like Michael B. Jordan. Save that thought. I don't think he should be Anderson Silva. So, uh-huh, okay. Um, just because I don't think his physicality is lean enough, like. Silva's lean, right? Yeah. He's got that style, the flashy style. I have two options. I have a younger option and an older option. I feel like Will Smith.
0: See, I I went with Will Smith on John and Michael B. on Anderson. You probably went the opposite.
1: Yeah, I just feel like Will Smith, you got to, obviously, he's not even close to Brazilian, first of all. Yeah. And he's a little old for the part, but I mean now, I mean Silva is getting old now. Like I feel for the later stages of his career, he could be, do a decent job. He'd have to lose some weight, and I feel like they can make him look young if they wanted to. Yeah, shave his head, give him that little goatee if you want. He, I mean, he played Ali, so yeah. yeah. And See, I
0: think Will Smith would be a great John Jones. I think he pulls cockiness off. But we'll
1: get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. I also have Chadwick Boseman as the younger version, who's actually older than he looks, yeah. but he's the guy that's Black Panther in the Marvel movies. Ah, okay. He was uh, Jackie Robinson in 42. Yeah. He's a really, really good actor. Um, now I'm second-guessing myself if he was Jackie Robinson. I don't want to be racist. <laughs> uh, I know he was, what else? Did he imp- Yeah, he was Jackie Robinson, 42, thank God. But he was also James Brown in Get On Up, which was a movie that really surprised me, and he pulled it off tremendously. Like, he made that movie. He's a really good up-and-comer actor. I, I think he's going to really be a star after Black Panther comes out next year. And I feel like he could do it. He would be my ideal choice here. Yeah, I mean, i will go with that. That's good. With me. All right, we're going Chadwick Boseman for Anderson Silva. I guess let's get it out of the way now. John Jones, right? Just look at Creed and tell me you put a mustache and a, like a mini afro on that guy, and that's not John Jones. Yeah,
0: that's, I mean, it could be. I just feel like Will Smith could pull off like John Jones's air of cockiness very well.
1: <laughs> I think he could too. I'm just so, like, never been more sure of anything than Michael B. Jordan. Like, that is my most <laughs> confident pick in this whole thing, is Michael B. Jordan Maybe. as John Jones. Yeah. That sounds good, thing, <laughs> But, sorry, Will Smith. Maybe we can find uh, room for you as Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor. <laughs>
0: also, my Ronda Rousey choice is fucking
1: 100%. I got a couple that I really like as well, so... Let's do it. Ronda Rousey, who do you got?
0: Charlie's Theron.
1: Huh? <laughs> a little old for the part. Oh, come on. Ronda Rousey is still not even 30. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and you gotta. Still, I mean, she was great in Mad Max. And... True. Charlie's Charlie Theron is great. I did consider her, I just think she's a little too old. I'm, I think she could pull it off. And if Ronda Rousey didn't quit like a little baby, maybe <laughs> eventually. I could see it, but tell me how <laughs> I have two young and like up and coming or not. One of them's more up and coming. One of them's like one of the bigger stars out there as far as actresses go. Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like no one is going to turn down that. <laughs> it's Rhonda Rousey. Yeah. I mean, she's got the look. She's got the star power. And I think she could pull it off. Yeah. You know who she is, right? Not really. <laughs> Google it. From what is S- it? Jennifer Lawrence. I'm Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. Sorry. From the Hunger Games? Yeah, I know who the fuck she is. <laughs> She's got a mole on her face, kind of like Ronda Rousey. First hour, kids are moles. <laughs> hey, as a guy with moles, it's important sometimes. And uh, Brie Larson is my other choice. Okay. Google it. You, like you know who she is? Yeah. I feel like she looks the part too. Blonde, young blonde. Um, some more star power.
0: I think, yeah, I think probably Brie Larson would be a good choice. Um, All right. She looks a lot like Ron
1: Rousey. Yeah, she kind of has the look. We're going Brie Larson. That sounds good to me. I, yeah. did, I do like Charlie Soran. That, that is a good choice. I just feel like she's too old for it.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. she's like one of the hottest girls women on the planet Mm. yeah don't call her a girl she's like she's a full-grown woman yes and uh alright here's a big role (laughs) Conor McGregor probably not probably the biggest star in the history of the sport yeah um you gotta have the confidence the persona the charisma I'm just gonna go ahead
0: and say Leonardo DiCaprio
1: oh I think that's a terrible choice (laughs) you <laughs> know I do. I think he do, he doesn't look anything like him. I first of all, can look like him. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. He's one of my favorite actors. I think he can do anything. Like as far as performance wise, he could definitely do it. Just look at the Wolf of Wall Street. But yeah, slamming doors and stuff. Because yeah. I said he didn't like the choice. Um. <clears throat> My first thought was Christian Bale. Because I feel it? like he's got the build. He's got that angry energy to him. At times he could pull off. He's European, so he can definitely do the accent. He's European? Yeah, he's like from Wales. Um, and um but then I thought he's a little old. Definitely. So my other choice, which I thought was pretty good, James McAvoy. James, James McAvoy from uh, – he played young Professor X in the okay. X-Men movies. He was in Split um, as the multiple personalities. He was in Wanted, uh, the movie with Angelina Jolie. He's from uh, Scotland. You, huh? He's from Scotland. <laughs> um I, I just – I don't know. I feel like Christian Bale has the more of the attitude but James McAvoy is – McAvoy, I don't know why I keep saying his name wrong. He's younger and I feel like he could definitely pull off the accent and if you see him in in Split or – this other movie, I can't remember the title. He can pull off that craziness that, that Conor McGregor brings to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best truth. <laughs> All right. And we forgot one that we're going to have to do right on the spot. Okay. Brock Lesnar. Shit. (laughs) Um, The Rock. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Or. hmm. It's tough because he's huge. He's the guy that played the boxer
0: in the Rock community. Russian guy.
1: (laughs) Oh, Dolph Lundgren? He's like 60. <laughs> how about Vin Diesel for this one? No way. No, you can't.
0: Gotta be. How about the
1: guy that played the mountain? Hmm. I don't know. That was Kevin Nash, I think.
0: Like what? five. He's diff- like from Iceland or something.
1: Five different people have played the mountain.
0: I'm talking about the Hulk and the the world's strongest man guy.
1: Oh yeah. I don't know. We need someone that can act. Why,
0: uh, <laughs> Brock
1: Lesnar doesn't act like anything. He could just play himself.
0: Yeah, right? I thought I was like the whole way down the list. I was like, why can't they just play themselves?
1: <laughs> I know, I did. It kind of crossed my mind at some point, especially like Randy Couture because he has acted, well, quote-unquote, quote-unquote acted. Yeah, quote-unquote <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brock Lesnar as himself. That's pretty good. If you're okay with it. What's that? I said Brock Lesnar as himself, if you're cool with it.
0: Well, Brock Lesnar's going to
1: put himself so it's Rousey. No, her. <laughs> no offense, but not trying Dude, to... Brock Lesnar pr- will agree to that. Not trying to pr- uh, uh, pull a Derek Lewis here, but... You know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> should we transition to previewing these upcoming events? We shall. Or should we touch on the DJ situation?
0: Or let's say directing is going to
1: be... Oh, yes. Director. Uh, don't say Steven Spielberg. Just because he's the biggest name out there. No. No. Um. Shit. I'm going... David Fincher. I don't know who that is. He directed Seven, Fight Club, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, yeah, Gone fine. Girl... Curious case of Benjamin Button.
0: He's
1: a great director. He can make anything good. I want let Let's just go David Fincher. Alright, <laughs> David Fincher. It's not worth sitting here for twenty minutes thinking about it. We should have thought about it beforehand, but what are you gonna do? Alright, quickly, Demetrius Johnson. Oh wait, no.
0: What's that? So I told you we should have just wrote the script and sold it to Hollywood.
1: I know. We still could. We haven't mm-hmm. released the episode in real time yet. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say let's talk to Demetrius Johnson, but I feel like we did kind of touch on that a bit. Let's just move yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's
0: bullshit drama. It's just the UFC is. I was blown away to here that he's never had pay-per-view points so and probably never will from the sound of it.
1: Yeah, uh, I know. They threatened to take away the whole division. They just canceled. Yeah, I
0: mean, they threatened to close the whole
1: flyweight division. So, That's so that just shows where their head's at. So
0: yeah. I mean, there's not much to talk about besides it's just bullshit. They're That's never going to pay DJ the amount of money he deserves. They're never going to market him the amount he deserves. And he's basically going to fight out his contract, and we'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: I mean, the sad thing is there used to be times when I could understand the UFC's position in some of these disputes. But that yeah. time is gone. <laughs> like, almost every single thing that comes up, I'm like, I'm against the UFC on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's just, it's hard. How can you sign with the UFC
1: on this? Unless you're, like, a marketing expert or something. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just a Mighty Mouse hater. True. Because <laughs> I have seen it. Like, he's just supposed to... He doesn't well, want just to today listen.
0: I saw some clip on, like, YouTube, like... T.J.
1: Dillashaw and why T.J. is scared to fight him. Yeah, he ain't scared to fight him. Yeah. Well, why would you
0: be scared to fight him if you're going to get paid the
1: right amount? John Dodson right? knocked out T.J. Dillashaw and Demetrius Johnson has easily beat him twice, so yeah, I don't think he's scared. He's a professional fighter, one of the best of all time, so, whatever. Alright, let's move on to these previews real quick. Um, this weekend we have Derek Lewis versus Mark Hunt. We talked about on the last podcast that if Derek Lewis can win this in emphatic fashion, he probably deserves the next title shot. Yeah, I'd agree. Do you see that happening? What's that? Do you see him knocking out Mark Hunt? I don't know if he's going to knock Mark Hunt out. He doesn't beat Mark Hunt. <laughs> Five round fight. What's your pick? What's your thoughts on how this plays out?
0: This knockout probably the only way it ends, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I kind of tend to think that.
0: Uh, I mean, I just... I'm going to say Mark Hunt
1: knocks him out. All right, just to be different, I guess. <laughs> Here's my thing with Mark Hunt. I feel like he, does, he all he's doing is taking fights as quick as possible to run out his contract. I is, don't think he's been putting his best foot forward ever since he had a dispute... With the UFC, I think he just wants to finish his contract and jump over to Bellator or something like that. So, I feel like Derek Lewis is going to win. Not that I don't—I don't think he's throwing these fights. I just don't think the motivation in the training phase is necessarily yeah. there. No, I—I I, so, I definitely
0: agree with that. But I mean, Mark Hunt cuts to heavyweight, so he's got to put some effort in. But true. I mean, Derek Lewis has come out looking terrible before.
1: That's true, but he's still on like a seven or eight fight win streak.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's very close several times to not being on that win streak.
1: True, but Marcon has also been losing a lot lately, and uh, I just think it's more a subconscious thing, and I think Derek Lewis is going to come out here and make a statement and get that next title shot.
2: I think
0: that's a possibility, I don't know, um... I don't see him like submitting Marcon or anything, so I think knockout or TKO is the only
2: way he's going
1: to win. Okay, moving on. Co-main event: Derek Brunson against Daniel Kelly. Brunson coming off his split decision loss to Anderson Silva, and also the knockout to Robert Whitaker before that. Before that, he was like looking like a, a guy on the rise. A guy who might be entering that top 5-10 of a stacked middleweight division. He's on a two-fight losing streak. On the opposite end is Daniel Kelly, who's coming off to win over Rashad Evans. And I think he's like 5-1 and one in the UFC now, despite being like 39, 40 years old and looking like a broken-down old man. Um, who do you got here? The athletic, young, dynamic striker or the old, worn-down wrestler uh judo guy or whatever he's <laughs> background. I wouldn't go with the young one. <laughs> Derek Brunson. Well I don't know. It's just
0: I don't very much like him, but I just I, I I think he definitely takes this
1: one. Yeah, I agree. I mean Daniel Kelly he has been impressive with doing with what uh, he's been dealt. Uh, but Rashad Evans is not Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is like Rashad Evans Five years ago, obviously maybe not as good as the heights of Rashad Evans was, but as far as just he's not broken down from injuries, he's not on a decline or on his way out. Even he's still pretty much in the prime of his career. So I feel like Brunson gets back on track here. The Cinderella story for Daniel Kelly is put to a close for now. Yeah, I
0: don't think that's that had any chance of lasting. I mean, he got the win over Rashad, but. I just don't
1: think it's you know, going to go any further. Yeah, agreed. The only other fight on this card that I think is any interest at all as far as like discussing and breaking down is Tim Elliott versus Ben Nguyen, who was supposed to fight Joe Benavidez before he tore his ACL. And Tim Elliott steps in again, even despite keep, he keeps saying he's going to go up to Bantamweight. Again, he's fighting at flyweight. Uh he's always puts on an entertaining fight. Ben Wen is like kinda similar. Scrappy guy who's always exciting to watch and uh you know, he's pretty decent and <laughs> the flyweight division, one or two wins, you could get a title shot.
0: Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean who knows who's getting the next title shot if DJ's gonna stay there forever. So that's wide open if you ask me. I think um uh, apparently Tim Elliott had a long, hard cut, so I, I don't know if he was going to stay there. But apparently he's staying there, so
1: yeah,
2: I know.
0: I, I got him
1: one hands down. Yeah, I got to go with Elliott, even though it's kind of short notice replacement. Um, I just feel like he's tough as nails. He he's been seeming really improved since he came back after the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, gave like Demetrius the toughest round in a while. Uh, I think he should take care of business here, but I would not be surprised either way. I think Ben Wen is definitely an under-the-radar guy not too many people know about, but is probably borderline top 15 in the division. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, so moving on to UFC Fight Night 111 in shit uh, Vietnam or Philippines. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember. It's definitely Philippines, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Holly Holm faces off against Betch Corhea in the main event. Great main event. (laughs) Great, great main event. (laughs) Really worth the money for Fight Pass. 8 o'clock in the morning, this main event, or the main card starts. Um, Holly Holm, obviously on a bit of a tough stretch after being the woman to knock off Ronda Rousey. She goes on to lose to Misha Tate. And then, didn't she yeah she lost to Valentina Shevchenko. Then she goes up and fights Jermaine Rondami for the featherweight championship and loses that. And now she's crawling back down to fight Betch who is just a paper tiger, in my opinion. Who she got her wins in her title shot off of weak opponents, and even afterwards, her recent wins have been against girls, women that uh. Aren't exactly top of the line competition. Does Holly Holm get back on track here?
0: I don't know. I mean, if she doesn't, it's probably devastating for her career.
1: Yeah, this is a must win if there's ever been a must win. Yeah, I mean. Um, I still don't think they would cut her just because she is a name after what she did.
0: Yeah, yeah, she definitely has a heavy name value, but if she loses the bench, I mean. She's already lost at 145. I don't know what value will be left at 135 if she loses it to
2: her. So
1: drop to the new winners. Yeah, right. Drop to 125. <laughs> or 115. Yeah, and I, I don't know if she could drop that much. <laughs> I don't think she could drop 125. Yeah, I doubt it. But I think she's going to knock out Kaheya pretty, pretty soundly here.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I think so, too. I think... Betch is definitely not going to be able to keep up with her and her
1: skill. so I I'm think just super not impressed with Betch. No. I mean, def- she's never shown anything if No. If we also have Andre Arlovsky fighting Marcin Tybura. Uh, does Arlovsky get back on track? He's After his little Cinderella story on the come up comeback, he, he's kind of slipped again, getting knocked out every other time. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't
1: know. If there's any hype to that. At least he's got name value, but I'll say he gets back on the right track and knocks out Tybura.
0: Knocks him out?
1: Yeah. I'd say he's going to get knocked out because he's got a glass chin. Well, that's true, but <laughs> does Tybura have what it takes? Never seen him fight? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him fight. I just can't like recollect exactly his style. But I just I feel like Arlovsky, if he can't beat Marston Tybura, then go to Bellator. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, next up, we have a pretty couple good uh, welterweight battles here, which I feel like are the most interesting fights on this card, which is not hard, obviously. Colby Covington <coughs> against Dong Hyun Kim is a pretty cool fight, in my opinion. Covington is on the way up. Uh, young young guy who has great wrestling and is trying to improve his striking and then Dong Young Kim obviously a mainstay in a division coming off his win over Tarek Safadine, I think that's who it was. Um, he throws bombs and he's also actually pretty strong wrestler himself. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah Dong Kim I didn't even know he was still in UFC. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really didn't I thought he was I thought he got cut no, he's still doing pretty good. I think he's like 4 and 2 in his last 6 or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like a toss up, you guys me.
1: I'm going to go with uh Kim here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like right. they're right, yeah. All right. Yeah, I just think their wrestling kind of offsets each other yeah. and Covington's striking I don't think it's going to be up to par even though Kim <laughs> Thinks his striking is better than it actually is. In this case, I think it'll be enough. And my fight of the card, the one I want to see, Rafael Dos Anjos makes his welterweight debut against Tarek Safadine. That's a good one.
2: That's a
0: very good fight.
1: Yeah. I feel like Tarek is way
0: bigger than Rafael.
1: <laughs> he's definitely taller. Um, he's also pretty technically sound when it comes to his striking game. But it is, yeah. I think Dirsanius is gonna come in big and strong. I think he's gonna really benefit from not cutting down to lightweight. I think he's gonna use his his strength to get the fight on the ground and finish it in the second or third round.
0: Yeah, I mean I I don't know, I am gonna go with terror by decision. I think he's just, I don't think feels big enough to implement his game on him.
1: I feel like you've always said that RDA is not. I always thought RDA was this huge lightweight that had to shred a ton of weight to get down there every time. But you think he's not that big? I think he's natural about to I read. don't.
0: I don't. It's not that he's not that big. I don't think he's as big as Tarek by any means.
1: Yeah. I just isn't Tarek kind of lanky. Exactly. Like I, I don't know.
0: Like he's if, not. he's
1: not skinny and lanky. If he I mean. can keep it at. Keep the fight at length. Then. He's a big 170, I think. Yeah, you could be right. I don't know. I just feel like I am envisioning RDA coming in and just being a beast at welterweight. I think he's going to really get into top five, top seven territory before long. Yeah. I don't know. I'm high on him. On RDA? Yeah. Why? I just think he he was a beast at lightweight. But he he ran into some pretty incredible talent with uh, Tony Ferguson, and uh, well, he got he was easily winning that fight with Eddie Alvarez. He's clearly a better fighter than Alvarez, and he got socked. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still high on him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think Terence is going to be able to nullify
1: him and beat him. All right, let's move on to Bellator 180, their pay-per-view event. They're trying to, trying to feast on the pay-per-view sales. They're making all these signings, got to make up for it somehow. And they're throwing <laughs> together a, a hell of a card. <laughs> With Chael Sonnen versus Vandale Silva, the long-awaited match <laughs> that should have happened five years ago if it was ever going to happen. It's going to be a terrible you think it's gonna, you, how, First of all, how do you think this pay-per-view is going to do for them? You think they're going to sell even 100000 It's going to
0: yeah, like a hundred. Wait. I don't know. How do you what where, where, where do you gauge that? I was gonna say it was gonna do under a million for sure, but
1: <laughs> Oh god, yeah, it's gonna do under a million. Uh I mean, I'd say You don't think it's gonna do a hundred thousand? I think it might top out at about that. I think really? the, I think their first pay per view attempted like eighty thousand buys. Holy if shit. I'm not mistaken. It's hard to do pay per view. UFC is good at it. Like I feel like um a baseline UFC pay per view is like two hundred thousand. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know if it'll they'll ever go much lower than two hundred thousand. That's like a Demetrius Johnson headline pay per view. Yeah. And anything over three, four hundred thousand is considered pretty darn good. So yeah, that's crazy. Uh I think they'll be happy if they get a hundred thousand pay per view buys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna do all that great. I just don't think okay, okay. that this is the fight Especially with signing coming off that terrible loss to Tito last time out and Vanderlei Silva. What name value does he have to casual fans anymore? I do any. But who do you think's going to win? I mean, has Silva even fought in forever?
0: No, but Chelsea looked awful in his last
1: fight. He did. That is true.
0: I mean, he looks for and old woman not taking steroids. Well she might be taking steroids.
1: True. <laughs> but it, if, well the fights in New York if that doesn't mean anything <laughs> that's true I don't even know why I said that <laughs> but uh if Chael Sonnen had any ability to stand and strike I would easily pick him to win yeah. just cause Silva's jaw was like made of glass or turned into glass uh like even 5-6 years ago call me crazy I'm going Vandalay. that's not that crazy <laughs> I no. feel like he's going to be the massive underdog. You think so? Yeah. And Charles Sonnen he needs this bad. Like, if he loses again, Bellator is going to be, like, really regretting signing him to what they did. I was blown away when that
0: deal happened. Now it, like, makes sense to me. But, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think Fred going will win, too. I think he's got much more striking basis to go off of. He's been doing it his whole life, pretty much. But Chael is just a, a fighter who's frail and old when he doesn't take steroids. I, just, I don't think Chael has anything to offer. His
1: fucking trashed, his trash talk at this point is stale. I mean, True. I just he think... Was master at that back in the day. I think it's the same, but our, ex, our, uh, our perspectives have changed since Conor McGregor came around. Yeah. Vanderlei um, Silva, I just feel like it's gonna be like if Chuck Liddell came back to fight now, like I just he's gonna be an old man in there who's been in through so much, but at least the time off maybe it'll give him enough. I, I just I don't know.
0: I don't see I don't see anything wrong. I don't see any problem with him slugging those punches that he slings like in the Brian Stan fight. And he's gonna crack Chael, and Chael can't fight like Brian Stan. True. he's going to
1: fall and he's going to it's, it's going to be over with I think finally for sure alright well let's move on to the long awaited we're finally getting it Fedor Emelianco versus Matt Mitrier and this was promised to us as the main event yeah, on a free very long awaited <laughs> yeah <laughs> promised to us on free TV now you gotta pay 50 bucks for it um, Fedor is your boy I feel yeah. like we already broke this fight down before. But uh yeah. w- what do you think nowadays?
0: I still think Fedor's going to mop the floor with him. Um, I can't it. gets kidney stones or their periods. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you're crazy. You are absolutely crazy to think Fedor what? is going to dominate, let alone win this fight. I mean, the guy... <laughs> Even though he's on a quote-unquote win streak, I mean, a guy just got obliterated by Fabio Maldonado and somehow gifted a win. Like, Fabio almost killed him. And Matt Mitrion is just a... And that's a light heavyweight going up to heavyweight. Matt Mitrion is a big heavyweight. He's got serious power. Now, if he gets taken down, Fedor could win. But I think Mitrion's going to win and win easily.
0: It's just, it just, it's just. Mitch Ryan is not that talented of a fighter
1: to me. True, but his size and strength. And Fedor is not talented anymore. I don't know. I, I just. He is the coin flip. I don't even. I would say 75% chance Mitch Ruin wins You're crazy. And wins ugly. Dude, Mitch
0: Ryan has folded so quickly before in his career.
1: And then uh, they'll do Fedor versus Roy, Roy Nelson. In his next match,
0: he's fighting you next match?
1: I predict Fedor loses, and then in his second Bellator fight, takes on Roy Nelson, who they signed a couple weeks ago. That would be a good point. Big country. And I think, yeah. I think he could win that one, actually. So.
0: Yeah. I, yeah,
1: I think he could do. <laughs> I mean,
0: try. it would be like a dual MMA style.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like just throwing big bombs at the big bombs. Yeah. Both guys not fighting smart. and Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The main event, as far as I'm concerned, is the welterweight championship fight between Douglas Lima and the newly signed Lorenz Larkin. This is actually a legitimately great MMA fight. And, um,. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of Douglas Lima, so I don't really comprehend how talented a guy he is. But I do know Larkin from his time in Strike Force and then obviously the UFC. And man, he is good. He's good. Underrated striker. He's, was did very well when he dropped down to welterweight with the UFC. I think he's improving and takes the title here in a nice back and forth fight that I think he'll win a close decision but a definitive one at that yeah this is big like uh,
0: for the Lions. I mean yeah like you said I haven't seen much of Douglas Lane either but this is good it's a big test for both of them I feel like yeah um, see where they both stand and,
1: winner gets Rory
0: yeah that's true that's crazy man that's really crazy that's how things have panned
1: out. Yeah, Lorenz Larkin versus Rory McDonald in Bellator. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's insane.
1: What do you think? Well, yeah. I think I, think,
0: I think Lorenz gonna take
1: it. <laughs> All right, cool. We agree there. I think this is a no-brainer, this next one, but it is worth mentioning because it is a title fight. But Michael Chandler is fighting someone named Brent Primus, who I've never heard of until they announced this fight uh, for the lightweight championship. Michael Chandler has rebounded nicely. Since uh, he had that tough run there for a while, lost the title to Will Brooks and just like for a year, year and a half was like getting knocked unconscious in every fight, but took some time yeah. off and came back strong, beat Benson Henderson, and I feel like a pit bull brother of late, and I think he'll easily win this fight to maintain his status as King of beltor
0: I, I will just have to agree with you on that.
1: Okay. <laughs> Next up, actually on the prelims on free TV, a championship fight between Phil Davis and Ryan Bader. Again, this wow. is Phil Davis versus Ryan Bader in Bellator. The rematch. Yeah, that's like crazy. Off independent. Yeah, <laughs> both top five light heavyweights, as far as I'm concerned, especially with yeah. Anthony Johnson retired.
0: So, That's crazy that they're not putting that on the pay-per-view card. There's definitely a stipulation that they have to get Spike up. Playing.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. And I think it's one of those things where it's like they need to try to draw in a lot of people t- to buy the pay-per-view. And a good way to do that is to put on a great fight on the free last chance. So people will be like, man, I need to be watching more of this. What? Oh, the there, there are going to be five more fights, blah, blah, blah. But I just don't think this is the fight they should have put here.
0: No, I think it should have been the other way around with the welterweights.
1: No, actually, that fight needs to be on pay-per-view because that's such a good fight. I think you put Michael Chandler versus the No Name on the main event just because Chandler's going to look good. And he's going to probably be exciting. You know, he's going to knock him out or something in spectacular fashion. I feel like Phil Davis Ryan Bader is going to be boring. Yeah five rounds, it's going to go all five rounds tentative, both guys kind of just trying to point fight and the wrestling cancels each other out and I'll say Phil Davis wins on points.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's
0: probably, yeah, definitely what's going to happen. I think Phil Davis I don't know, he was, just, he was never a top three UFC weight, No, I mean, like heavyweight, but um,
1: but he has I, looked really good at Bellator.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, Definitely. But I think he definitely was this one.
1: Yeah, I've always hated Ryan Bader. Yeah. So, I don't know. Couldn't, I, couldn't I just have to don't think,
0: it. I mean, Phil Davis', is, Phil Davis is wrestling, I think outclasses is Ryan Bader's. And that's Ryan Bader's like, tool.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. He is a tool. and <laughs> And Davis' striking has been improving, I feel like but uh, let's move on to Ultimate Fight Night 112 in Oklahoma City the long awaited Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Lee don't talk about my mama gonna have to fight it out Uh, all the drama from the the press conference the summer kickoff press conference tour finally culminates with uh, Kevin Lee and Chiesa what do you think? I thought that drama was very manufactured absolutely I mean, it was
0: awkward, tough to watch. I mean, from somebody that sees that side of the business, I guess you'd say. Not somebody that just takes it at face value, but I thought it was very fake. It sounded bullshit, but I think the fight probably would probably be pretty good. I've, I haven't seen much of Michael Lee.
1: I mean, uh, what's his name? Michael Kevin Lee. Lee.
0: Yeah. Um, Kevin
1: Lee. Not Michael, Lee. <laughs> Michael Lee is someone
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, I mean I don't know, I think
0: Kiesa is a good fighter. I mean he's obviously hasn't gotten to the top echelons, but
1: he's been on a layoff, I feel like. He's been injured or yeah, I feel like he hasn't fought in a year and a half, two years. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he's a tough dude in general,
1: but Yeah.
0: I think it's a toss up for me. I'm gonna go with Kiesa just from knowing him.
1: Okay. Um Kiesa great fighter. I mean he was on a nice run there for a while before this layoff I think who'd he lose to Benil Dariush maybe before but he was before that he was on a nice run looked like he was going to get in a top 10 territory and then obviously hasn't fought in a while and I think a win over Kevin Lee would definitely do him some good to get him in the right direction but Kevin Lee is a talented talented kid as much as a lot of people don't like him because he's just like so cocky and Talks a lot of trash without really having much to back it up as of yet, but that fight against uh, not Gleison Tebow, uh, Francisco Trinaldo, last time out was like really impressive to me. Uh, <clears throat> showed off, great. Uh, he was losing that fight until things changed. Trinaldo got a little tired, and Kevin Lee really put him on, put it on him, and finished the fight against a guy who I don't think had ever been finished before—at least very few times. I, I just think Kevin Lee is going to surprise people here and, and win this fight and really make a name for himself coming off of all this. Even if it is manufactured, it does help garner attention to it. So yeah. I think Kevin Lee is going to be a name people know a lot more after the, this event. Very big possibility. Um, this is not a, too many great fights on this card either. Um we got Tim Boach versus Johnny Hendricks in his second fight up at middleweight since uh, being forced to, to go up there. Coming off his win over Hector Lombard, which actually was pretty impressive. He looked almost like himself a bit again. <laughs> Tim Boach coming off of the loss to Jacare. He's just you know a capable guy who's just always going to be there. A little bit of name value, some entertainment, light heavyweight, middleweight. Uh, what do you think? Does Johnny Hendricks continue this nice run or not really run but Bush, yeah,
0: I mean, Bush is I'd say he's a gatekeeper but I don't know if he's a gatekeeper for Johnny Hendricks right I mean but uh, um I don't know I hate Johnny Hendricks <laughs> I know you do you hate that big, <laughs> big. so I'm gonna go with Tim Bush by TKO I just think he's a strong guy he's definitely not weak I think he can handle Johnny
1: Hendricks he's a big middleweight I mean yeah, this guy has fought at light heavyweight and uh and Hendrix obviously, is not a big <laughs> middleweight because he yeah. never even wanted to be a the middleweight. Bully. Yeah, so... But I do think John Hendricks is going to win. I, I just feel like Birch, he's a one-trick pony. And I got to feel like Hendricks is going to be smart, smart enough not to stand and bang with him for three rounds. Hendricks
0: isn't a one-trick pony?
1: No, I don't think Hendricks is a one-trick pony. He's All gonna, right, he might not
0: be a one-trick pony, but I've... I mean, we've come so far with Johnny Hendricks to where, like, you think he's going to perform at least a little bit, and he doesn't.
1: True. I feel like the weight cut has to be a lot of that because, again, against Lombard, he came out, had a great game plan, hit him with those knees every time he came in, and yeah, he looked
0: good. Yeah, it seemed like the weight cut, like, consumed Johnny
1: Hendricks. Yeah, big time. Big time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think... He's a two-trick bernie. He can he can definitely wrestle you, and if he gets it on the ground, I think he'll he'll take care of business. But it is an interesting fight, for sure.
0: Yeah, I just felt like Johnny Hendricks wrestling is now consistent of sticking his head between your legs and pushing you to the cage.
1: Yeah. Could see that as well. And he's not exactly a smartest in-cage fighter at times. Yeah. So, we'll see. But... Here's the other guy we were talking about could make a case with the win here for a spot on that UFC Hawaii card. BJ Penn fighting somehow yet again. <laughs> this time they're going to actually try to... Yeah, let's do that Dennis Seaver fight we were thinking about making before we vaulted you up to fight Yair Rodriguez.
0: This is the first time I feel like they're giving BJ Penn fair matchmaking. I mean...
1: Well, they actually they already made this fight, but... See yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it fell through. Yeah. Yeah, this is... They had multiple options for that fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cole Miller. It just—it was getting harder and harder each time. It fell yeah, through. Ricardo Lamas.
0: Putting him against Frankie Edgar. I don't know who came up with that idea, but they should be fired. Um, and then, yeah, Rodriguez, he just demolished him. Yeah. I just... This is the first time he's getting a fair shake, I feel like,
1: where he could actually maybe beat Dennis Eber. Yeah, I think he will, but if he doesn't, man, you got to call it quits, dude. Absolutely. Dennis Eber is like a baseline, if you're UFC caliber or not, basically. If you can beat him, okay, you might have a chance to stick around. If you can't, what are you doing here?
0: It's like Chris Levin.
1: Yeah, like at some point, Dennis Eber was pretty solid, but... Yeah. Yeah, so I I'm
2: don't sleeping.
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, BJ Penn. So sad. <laughs> the but B- if
0: there's the UFC Hawaii card and you don't put BJ Penn on it, he, you failed as an organization. Yeah,
1: you had to. You gotta do that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Tough Twenty Five finale. Um, really excited for this main event here: Michael Johnson versus newly signed Justin Gaethje. The third of the big three coming over from World Series of Fighting following their closing up of shop. Um, should be, if nothing else, an incredibly exciting fight to watch because Justin he just gives zero fucks about yeah, he defense. Puts it all. He's just all offense. His defense is his offense. And Michael <laughs> Johnson is a guy that will scrap. You know, He's not a guy who's going to like run away. So, oh man, I'm really excited for this.
0: Yeah, I'm. I am too. I'm excited to see what Gaethje can do in the UFC and if that fight style would work for him. I mean, it definitely it won't.
1: <laughs> it definitely will not work for him in the yeah. long run. But I think yeah. I'm. I'm actually going to pick him here. Um, because Michael Johnson, as solid as he is, like he's definitely going to talk crap. Like, yeah, he, I feel like, like he's getting in his head. Yeah, he just like Nate Diaz did to him and. Yeah, he's a he's a guy. I like the guy. I actually do like Michael Johnson. I don't look at what he got into with Dustin Poirier and then knocked him out, which was a really great performance. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he can be blinded. I feel like Gaethje's going to challenge him and bait him into like uh, a brawl, and that's going to favor Gaethje, who does that every time. Actually,
0: I like this fight. It's a good first fight to give him in. Yeah. It's their second fight in
1: the Yeah, it is a good test. You know, yeah. Johnson's like bottom of the top 10 ish. Very And he's a technical guy when he's on his game. So if you can beat him, you definitely belong in the top 10.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, ATS went from Michael Johnson to Connor Brigger. So <laughs> that's what happened.
1: True. Oh, my God. Connor's going to give Gaethje the next title shot because that is like the best stylistic matchup ever for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he would knock him out in 30 seconds. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun little scrap. I'll go with Gaethje. What do you think? Yeah, I,
0: I'm going to go with Gaethje too. Uh, Let's we'll
1: see what it does. Yeah. And the only other fight I guess we need to talk about here is the finale of Tough 25 which we don't know who it is but I figured we could take this time to all the first-round fights are over. Moving on to the quarterfinals now, tomorrow night, as we record this. Um, what's your prediction for the final matchup, and who's going to win the season? That's a great question, because I don't know if he has a competitor or something in it. <laughs> I know. Um, Got to do it, man. Do you see
0: one UFC fighter in it?
1: James Krause? James Krause. Yeah. He's going Only to be there. Only UFC merit. I'm going to put him through. Yeah, me too. I think he'll be there. Um, You're going to have to help me out with the rest of them. All right. I think it's going to be James Krause and JT uh, Money. J- what is his name? Jesse Thomas? I don't the know guy that. that kicked out the window of the limo in like season eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be him because I think he's got a good wrestling base and uh, he's had actually some success outside of the UFC. <laughs> UFC. <laughs> 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 but I, I think Krause is going to win and keep his contract. <laughs> like, it's so stupid yeah, right. that he's in it. <laughs> I think he's going to win. Just,
0: it's just hard to get excited for it.
1: True. I think it's a fun season as far as, like, the drama and shit. And it's cool to see the journeys, where they've come from since they lost and all to me, yeah,
0: but, yeah, yeah. I just I've always hated I i hated the Ultimate Fighter for a long time now,
1: and me too. Stop now. Sure, keep watching it though, yeah. It <laughs> can't stop. Uh, uh, I, I
0: peek in every now and
1: then, yeah. Day. I kind of just put it on in the background, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so move on to the big card coming up UFC 213 International Fight Week. It's a really stacked card, honestly, if you look at it. Yeah. Uh, It was supposed to be Garbrandt versus Dillashaw as the main event. That sucks that that falls out because that's definitely one of my most anticipated fights that the UFC could put on. Um, But that's not to be. And the new main event is Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko 2, the rematch uh, after UFC 194. Nunes won a decision. Where she, definitely won the first two rounds and then gassed out hard and lost the third, but it was enough to get the win. I mean, this is not my. uh, It's kind of weird that this fight is my least anticipated of the main card on the pay per view.
0: Yeah, but it's it's still a good fight. I see that press conference where they were just like trying to do the back and forth, and it was so awful.
1: Yeah, that wasn't great. But on the merits of their abilities, I do think they are the two best in the division right now. Yeah. And the first fight was pretty decent, so I think it's gonna be a good fight. And I think it's gonna be a close competitive fight. It's just it doesn't get me excited to buy the card. The rest of the fights on the pay per view are yeah, getting the rest me excited. Are stacked,
2: yeah.
0: But I mean, this is like the lull after Ronda Rousey. They're really feeling low now. Now that Ronda Rousey's done and done, there's no possibility of Cinderella's story.
1: But But who's going to come away? Is Noon's going to keep this run up where she's looked pretty damn impressive? Yeah, I think
0: she's going to. I don't think it will get to the third round. I think she's
1: going to finish it all. Could be. Um, I want Noon's to win. I like her. I think she's... Great as a champion, she's pretty dominant. I've been on her for a while now. I felt like I call—I didn't call it necessarily—but I felt like she was the best chance coming up to beat Ronda Rousey when she was still prospected. Obviously, that is what happened. But yeah. I think I think I'll, that will beat Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah, and Nunes also did. Yeah. After her soul was already taken, of course. <laughs> I think <laughs> that Valentina Shevchenko is who I'm taking here. Um, that's that's a ball I think it's she don't under don't sleep on her striking abilities cuz she's a pretty good striker as well. She does not might not have the power of a noons, but she can bring it and I think she's going to withstand the fury in the first round, round and a half before she takes over. And I actually think she's going to finish the fight in the fourth round and take the title. And then go on to try to be a two division champ with the one hundred twenty five pound division. Dude, Nunes? No, Shevchenko. Ah, wow, Shevchenko. That's that's what crazy. I think, and I think I she's, hope the UFC would let her do that. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. I think they'd rather let Yuana try that than her, because she's—I yeah. hate to say it—she's a great fighter, but Valentina Shevchenko. Pretty boring as a champion. As
0: bland as they can
1: be. Yeah. But on merit alone, I think she takes the fight. Um, Let's get to the real main event. (laughs) There's there's two other fights on here that are like, holy shit, can't believe this is happening right now. Yeah. First one, interim middleweight title that they put on the line after Bisbing had to delay his uh, defense with an eye injury. it's Yoel Romero versus Robert Whittaker. Holy moly. Old man Romero, beast, athlete, like, just on a tear. And coming off his knockout win over Chris Weidman. And Robert Whittaker coming off his incredibly impressive, like, breakout performance against Array. Yeah. This is like... As soon as they announced it, I didn't know how bad I wanted this fight until it was, like, right there in front of me.
0: (laughs) See, it's a great fight to me, but the the whole interim title fight is bullshit to me. I mean, like, Max Holloway was the interim title holder, and they did that just to sell that pay-per-view, but they don't even need that here. They have a title fight on... The main event. Like, they don't need the middleweight title. Intern title. Like, once... Whoever wins this fight when they fight Michael Bisping, it's, they're not going to fucking market it as a unification battle at all. I already know it because it's already happened. It just fucking happened. And it's just... It's it's, it's bullshit. Like, it, they don't even push the marketing on it. And they still put it as an intern title fight. It doesn't make any sense to me. I guess it's the way to make it five rounds, but... I don't know. That's the only upside I see to it is that it's five rounds.
1: It makes perfect sense to me. I mean, like you said, this fight, it's awesome that it's going to be five rounds if he even makes it there. But the difference I see, I agree with you as far as Holloway and Pettis. That was really – who cared? It was going to be five rounds anyway because it was going to headline the show. (laughs) Like that, I completely disagreed with that decision. But here – Michael Bisping and the GSP situation and all this stuff. This is a stacked middleweight division that is being held up for no fault of any of these guys. You got Musasi Romero. Not they more,
0: though. Like they're, they took that fight away.
1: No, that fight's still gonna happen. I That's think so. What I've heard. Well, even if it doesn't, though, Bisping can't fight till the end of the year. This division has been on hold for almost two years now. You got so what the fuck does the interim thing really even do though? It it allows the division to continue and kinda of sort itself out. It
0: no no it doesn't, because they could put this fight on anyway and the division would move on.
1: They could, except Yoel Romero has been worthy of a title shot for almost two years now. Yeah,
0: and well this doesn't change anything.
1: He wouldn't take the fight? If it wasn't an interim title shot. That's well, because he doesn't fucking understand anything. <laughs> That <laughs> might be true. But still, I mean, I don't care. For me, as long as the fights are on, the title is less and less meaningful. It, especially interims. Like, Definitely. It's just a way to give the fighters what they want or get them a little bit more money. Make it five rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't love it. But it's not. I I, especially in this case, I don't have much of a problem with it. It's more of a marketing tool at this point, even if they don't use it. I
0: mean, you could count on one hand the amount of interim titles they did in the past ten years. Now they've done two in six months.
1: I know, and I have a feeling it's not over. No, definitely not. But you know, soon, or at least relatively soon, there's going to be extra divisions, and they love titles. It gives a reason to. It's have
0: it the new company. I mean, they, they it's a whole marketing ploy, but
1: yeah, they don't market it. It's turning in the box, and it's going to be so many different titles. It's like no one's going to know which title is which. It just be like, oh, cool, a titles on a line. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah, I don't know, but awesome fight. Regardless, we haven't picked winners.
0: I'm going to go with Whitaker I've liked Whitaker for a long time I think his boxing is point on um,
1: point on
0: or whatever one you point, one point. <laughs> I
1: like but, point uh, on better
0: I think Whitaker I just think Whitaker's a more fluent fighter um, I think is kind of muscle bound and
1: he five rounds is going to be tough for him yeah definitely Sure. But he could finish it early. He might not get there. If he could, I mean, he got lucky with that knee on Wyman. I, I don't know about lucky, because he's hit that knee few times.
0: I don't see him pulling it on Whitaker.
1: I don't either. I think Whitaker's too good of a boxer. He's going to be able to keep it in the range that he wants, in my opinion. That fight against Jacare really, really impressed me. I nice. mean, I thought Jacare beat Romero in their last fight, so... I think Whitaker. I agree with you. I think Whitaker's going to win, and he's going to be joining the ranks of these young guys like Holloway, Garbrandt. I don't know if he's as young as they are, but he's definitely under thirty, and someone that a year or two ago was not even in the conversation whatsoever. Yeah, I think for sure. he, he's going to beat Romero by a third round, fourth round knockout, and I think he's going to easily beat Michael Bisping. Yeah, I
0: agree. Replace Lewis Stevens.
1: So, I think uh, the middleweight division is g- going to be exciting once again, the way it should be.
0: And, we, I uh, mean, I hope so. I mean, what I thought was happening was they called their fight off and GSP was fighting the weight
1: title next. Yeah, that could be the case. I could definitely see that. I still think they're playing it by ear. Yeah. Dana White can say whatever he wants unless there's an yeah. official announcement. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't mean anything. So I think I think they're going to keep their options open, for the most part. Whatever can sell them the most pay-per-views on give a given second. Yeah, definitely. Third from the top, another one that I've been clamoring for since they first announced it with UFC 205 in, the, in Madison Square Garden. This could easily headline the show as well, even though they're both coming off losses. Donald Cerrone. Against Robbie Lawler, are you kidding me? I
0: mean, seriously, this, this is, is like
1: a dream. Finally happening! Holy shit! The only thing that sucks is it's only three rounds. Yeah. This could easily be Condit Lawler territory if this was a five-round fight. It could be. I mean, but
0: you got to see where Donald Trump comes out of.
1: True. And both guys, really, how are they going to respond to their last? Finals. I don't think there's one
0: in my mind there's not much worry with Robbie Lawler. I think he's a tough guy. He'll be able to go in there
1: and I don't know. Himself. He has been through some wars. And obviously. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I mean, it was smart of him to take that time off. Like he this'll be about almost a year between his fight against uh, Tyron Woodley where he got brutally knocked out. So yeah. that was smart. I'm glad he didn't rush back. Yeah,
0: me too. I'm glad he called the first one off and um see I mean it's not that Donald Thorne doesn't have punching power, he definitely does, but um I think this is gonna be a war of attrition. I mean, it's it's gonna be a back and forth brawl, I think.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And I do agree. Like this has fight of the year potential written all over it. Yeah. And like you said, it's basically a wet dream. Yeah. When we were doing like our Best possible fights in the beginning of the year. This was definitely on mine, and God, I'm so excited to watch it. I, I hate to say it, cause I like Cowboy better, but I think Robbie Lawler is going to come back, and um, I, I don't know. If, I don't think it's going to be a knockout, but I do think it's going to be like a two rounds to one type decision.
0: See, my only worry is, I mean, not worry, but um, I think Donald Running He's got this massive leg kicks, and I think that might be a factor.
1: It could. I mean, I'll be rooting for Cowboy in this.
0: I, see, I am a s Not a lot, but... Like, Robbie Lawler and... Uh, uh, Alvarez are very similar. Kind of in my mind, and I feel like... I mean, Serena dismantled Alvarez with his leg kicks.
1: That's true. My only thing... The thing with this fight for me is like... I don't want to see either one of these guys lose. Yeah. Definitely. That's the only downside. That's why I didn't want to see it in November. Yeah. That's the only downside to something like this. Especially they're both coming off a loss. So someone's going to have back-to-back losses to deal with. I do love the fact that when Robbie Lawler is in a title fight, like, history shows it's going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah. And I think with this one win, he could easily catapult himself right back into the the thick of things. Where, say he wins this, uh, who knows? Whether Woodley or Maya, whoever wins that fights GSP. GSP wins. Robbie Lawler versus GSP. Huge fight. Gigantic. Yeah, so I think the possibilities, and honestly, even Cowboy versus GSP would be pretty big, but Robbie yeah. Lawler is my man here.
0: It sucks, Like I love Don Serenity, but. I just have no hopes for him in any pressure situations.
1: Well, he took some time off for him, anyway, uh, since his loss, too. So this will be like six months off for him, which is like an eternity. Yeah. So hopefully that helps him out, because his problem is he tries to fight so often that he can't recover from the damage he's taken in the last fight, and eventually you're going to have a bad night, which yeah. happens, seems to happen to him like every fifth or sixth time out. So. Or every title fight. True. <laughs> He's Work a choke artist. Choke artist. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's awesome. It does fun don't stop there though, because you got Alistair Overeem versus Fabricio Verdum, part three. It's part three? Uh, yeah, they fought twice before. I think the series Ah shit. I should look it up. But I I think it's tied at one apiece. But I could it could be Overeem that won both fights. But at this point I think you gotta favor Fabricio Verdum. The guy's really evolved over uh over the last five or so years into yeah. a complete fighter and Overeem's kinda of diminished as far as um his physique and he's been getting knocked out a little bit.
0: He's been knocked out like eight times.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he beat Fabricio Verdue at Strike Force in June two thousand eleven by unanimous decision.
0: I heavyweight tournament.
1: Yeah. And also the first time they fought was uh, he lost. He got submitted both with the Kimura in pride. So ah, okay. it is one to one. I think Verdum's going to win, but hopefully it's an exciting fight.
0: I definitely would take uh,
1: over him. Really? Wow, interesting.
0: Interesting. All yeah, right. I just think he's going to play his little multi-game. There's nice kicks. His kicks are fucking heavy duty.
1: True. Oh. But he gets, like, if a punch goes by his head and the breeze is strong enough, he's at, like, a left.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, but, I mean, Verdum got knocked out pretty easily by Eugene.
1: And then he came back and looked pretty good, though. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just and think... And if, if it goes to court. the ground, Verdum is, like, one of the best Jiu-Jitsu guys yeah, ever. Yeah, for sure.
0: He's got one of the best Jiu-Jitsu, like you said. But um, I just think of has got some
1: more all-around games. All right. We will see. Winner has to... I don't know. Say they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh... All right, last fight to talk about here is the opening fight on the pay-per-view. Anthony Showtime-Pettis returning from his little experiment at Featherweight to fight Jim Miller, um, who's always entertaining, crafty veteran. Always always, ready. Always, yeah, willing to fight anybody. So, yeah, fun fight, I think. um, Obviously, I was a huge Showtime-Pettis fan on a bit of a downturn here. Uh, What is he, lost three out of four or four out of five? Yeah, four out of five, and um, still love watching him fight. I think this is a good matchup to like try to get him back on track because, as decent as Jim Miller still is, if you, if Pettis can't beat Jim Miller, then uh, he's a, really diminished.
0: Name another fighter that loses four out of five, not uh, let alone get this fight on the pay per view.
1: I could name some, but I see your point at the same time.
0: It's crazy. So if he loses this fight, it's
1: over. You think so? I, I still Dude, don't think so. It's over. They're not going to let someone like Anthony Pettis go to Bellator. They're just not going right. to go let like that. I mean,
0: his brother, his he's had some irrelevant
1: for years at this point. Yeah. He went from champion to like insignificant real fast. Yeah. For a while there, it seemed like he was going to be the hotshot young guys is just, the still the
0: only UFC fighter to be on Wheaties box.
1: Oh. Yeah. But at the same time if he goes to Bell Tour, he's champion in an instant. Oh
3: yeah. yeah you absolutely. know, so
1: like even Michael Chandler, as good as he is, like stylistically, Pettis takes him out. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't know, I just think lightweight is a freaking shark tank of a division where so many good fighters and it's all about matchups and I think Showtime gets back on track here looks good doing it, takes out Jim Miller in an entertaining scrap
0: I agree, Don't agree with
1: that alright, well that'll do it for us on this episode of the Red Belt Report stay tuned for later in the week when we discuss Get Out on the Red Box Report if you're interested in following us along there follow us.
0: or maybe Dean
1: yeah top 5 horror movies send them in it'll, it'll be too late because we're recording it right now <laughs> follow us on twitter at Red Belt report I'm personally on twitter at the oriole report
0: I'm at brooksfilm
1: that's b-r-o-o-k-s-p-h-e-l-a-n for those who can't read the show notes and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes give us a follow on YouTube and uh, stay tuned for the next episode
2: bye-bye oh
3: Bye. my Bye. Strong and the brave Gathered in a circle Making ready for the session They train their bodies and their minds To think as one That's how you make Hawaiian kickboxer Oh, Hawaiian kickboxer Mine on the lot Oh, Hawaiian kickboxer oh, Nah, i Oh, Hawaii. Main iuwa. Main iuwa. oh, I'm in the world. i